wrestling match. Lemmy or God? Lemmy. God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Salt City Circle Pit, the worst show in the world with the best soundtrack. And today we're Oogie Spooky. This is our Halloween special featuring a great interview with an amazing band from right here in Salt Lake City called Arsenic Addiction. Wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it in a crowd, don't worry. They'll just <sighs> Perfect. Uh, who, who are you? What do you do for the band? What's your name? I'll go around. Uh, I'm James. I play guitar. Uh, I'm Haley slash Lady Garsnick, and I do vocals and keys. I'm Sam. I play bass. <laughs> I'm Nate. I play drums. Oh, we know who you are, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler is uh, can't be with us, he's unfortunately, no, but he plays right guitar. Now. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> he's here in spirit. Well, yeah, we dedicate he could this make one it. to him. We do. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you guys are really fantastic ooky spooky music. And we reviewed your album earlier with, I believe, my friend Chase. I didn't know what your genre is. Where you see, <laughs> where do you see yourselves genre-wise? Oh, or? that's the problem is we don't know either. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of different influences. And the whole reason why we just go under the umbrella term of gothic metal is because, um, like you said... It doesn't piss off the black metal kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's because we're ooky spooky, and our content is gothic in nature, or macabre, so it's more that, less like Depeche Mode-style goth. (laughs) But that's a fun goth, too. It is. Oh, I love it. I love it. No shade. Yeah, absolutely. And then just metal, obviously, because we fit a giant umbrella term of that as well. So, like, yeah, when people ask us that, and I know a lot of bands are like, oh, you can't define our music. Like, it's not even that. <laughs> it's just that we're so all over the place that I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> right on. I dig that. Um, you guys, you're on the Halloween special for a reason, because you're so spooky. Uh, do you like draw influence from horror movies on lyrical content or any of that kind of thing is that anything for you (laughs) so most of the inspiration for our lyrics actually just comes from like straight up like death so a lot of our content is like um basically like suicide uh funeral rites uh death magic so it's i mean you could say Yes, like horror movies, but not any horror movie, like specifically or a genre. I, mostly just from like death itself, because like for me, like it is one of the only certainties that everyone will face in this life. So that's it's it's so fascinating and scary to me. So <laughs> wow, okay, wow, that's so really like good time toe tapping, springing your step kind of music. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Bring your kazoo. <laughs> The kazoo. Oh. Actually, if, if you did like an all kazoo rendition of one of your songs, I would really enjoy that. Just amethyst for you. <laughs> yes. Amethyst. Oh, please. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Like six fat dudes shirtless doing that song. Is this video? Just in corpse paint with a kazoo. Oh. <laughs> but like the good corpse paint and their bodies yeah. got it too. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbing sexy uh so 
what uh where does the look influence come from is that something you all decided on as a team is it characters you play you know are you like a a guar where everyone's got like a backstory and some fun or are you like yeah yeah to to an extent just so we know what to do with our outfits i guess Mm, we need outfits. some kind of like yeah i mean Our it's an outfit, outfit. yeah <laughs> it's an ensemble you need like <laughs> i i felt like i didn't really know what to wear until i kind of figured that out because mm. we don't dress the same we just wear the same color mm, that works i dig that that's better than everyone wearing a uniform yeah it's kind of funny like there's like a lot of conversation in like our group chat that we have as a band about our outfits about about our outfits and like our makeup and the concept that we're gonna do and yeah they'll be like we'll post like photos like like sam will post a photo and be like am i on the right track is this looking like are we all looking good and we all just kind of post those photos together to be like yeah oh like it always makes me be like i need to up my shit a little (laughs) bit like everyone's looking so good (laughs) everyone's outrunning me shit yeah Yeah. well initially our snake addiction um when we started the band we wanted to be almost like a guar where there was like a whole story with the band and um and everybody was a character and so we did the whole victorian tea time thing and um victorian tea time can you elaborate mm-hmm. on that so our shows once upon a time still very like i said death based but we just took more of like the funeral like morning era of uh victoria victorian and we would get up on stage and hold basically a funeral and so like he was ripper and i was lady arsenic our drummer was the professor um and our bass player was the butcher and we based our characters off of London, Victorian England. And we would hold the service like, and we would, we had something called the good book that we would read out of. And like, huh. it was just this big funeral, right? And Damn. as we evolved, although it was fun, um, we just started realizing that like the persona was getting in a way of like the authenticity of the music, like, it was becoming too important and too not not us anymore. Oh. And so, yeah. So we decided to get away from that, and we um, we changed members, and that's why you know they don't have those names. But um, so we changed members, and then we decided we were going to focus one hundred percent on like the music and the album first, and then see what personas came out of that. Like, mm. so this is probably mostly like. <laughs> the the realest versions of ourselves that you'll get but just made louder with stage makeup and costuming and so cool i think that's yeah. how it should be I, are they like is it like your mormon name where it has to be a secret until you die or can you like tell me about <laughs> y'all's little personas <laughs> <laughs> no, is that a no thing? absolutely yeah well mine's mine like persona is based off of like that victorian one back when we were doing the victorian era kind of stuff where mine's based off of jack the ripper Cool. Where I like, I had this like cool idea of like the more sophisticated upper class. That's why I like my character is a little bit more dressy than everybody else is. Like, and that's just like me in general. Like, I like to just dress up. Like, I don't need much of an excuse to go out in a suit. Like, if <laughs> if someone's like, yeah, let's do this, I'm like, I'm so down. Like, wow, I need to be paid to put on a suit. <clears throat> yeah. yeah see, that. I I yeah, I pay lots of money for the suits. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I I just like to get dressed up. I like to feel good. And like, I like that Victorian garb and stuff. So I take that opportunity to like, really like dress up 
in my gothic outfits because like at home i dress like a grandpa it's like sweaters and he's like a cottage english grandpa yeah like it's so funny so i like that i have an area where i can just be like oh yeah i'm super goth dude over here like so mine's based off of jack the ripper and that more super dressy gothy side he likes the elegant spooky yeah elegant yeah um i actually had a really hard time (laughs) figuring out what my persona was going to be um because i also really like the victorian type stuff as well and i was thinking about leaning into that but you don't want to be a poser and copy him, right? Right. No, I did get a <laughs> Well, tailcoat. she would do it better, so I canceled that shit. Yeah, when I was um, shopping for stage clothes and stuff, um, I got this, like, cool tailcoat, and I really loved it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the whole Victorian thing. And it looked too much like something James would wear. And I wanted to, like, kind of, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like myself as much as I really liked it. Yeah. I'd wear it, and I was like, this doesn't feel like me. Um, and so it took a lot of soul searching to figure out kind of what my persona was going to be. And after a lot of thought, I figured something kind of like a, like a warrior type persona. Um, cause though I've toned it down as an adult, I've always been a little bit on the feisty side and, um, you do terrify me. (laughs) She should (laughs) legitimately. I'm scared of you only because you're like, yeah, I used to have real, you used to be real wild, and I'm like, God, I don't know what the hell. But that's I like, like <laughs> <laughs> I cry at everything. So she will simultaneously cry. I will cry ass, and so. murder you, and I'm not sure which part is more uncomfortable. It's pretty scary because, <laughs> like, you know, that's like one of them comic book villains where you don't know why they're crying and beating the shit out of you, but it makes it so much scarier because there could be something else going on. Oh, yeah, it most definitely is. <laughs> yeah, so I just I figured that persona is kind of. You know, when I asked for guidance from these guys, like, what what do I do? Mm-hmm. And uh, when Haley was like, yeah, just something like you, but louder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so that is a place where I can be feisty. That is the place where I can be big ego, crazy warrior woman. Yeah. And outside of that, I got to be an adult that doesn't assault people. Oh. <laughs> but hey, on stage, take out a knife and stab one of them in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> fake knife, yeah. fake heart. Right. But yes. it's cool. Yes. Rad. So feisty warrior woman. Do they have like names? Because I mean, we got Ripper and Lady Arsenic. Are you like... I... Warrior bitch. No, I have not come up with a name. I really was trying to figure that out. But I was like, I think I just need to focus on kind of developing that persona first and then it'll come naturally right on i dig that i think i think brian medeiros was the first person to not have like a band Mm -hmm. specific name Mm -hmm. like he was i I joked and called him brian arsenic all the time (laughs) so but he was the drummer before you right Mm -hmm. nice and i i feel like i went the opposite direction from uh not him but from professor right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i went more of like man in the woods caveman type vibe because i just that's what i thought of when i think i think of a dude drumming i think of like a dude just hitting shit you have a monkey playing with sticks exactly (laughs) so so all my clothes have holes in them and i wear like a like a asymmetrical sweater or like a like this long sleeve long like almost turtlenecky thing that has holes all over it and uh but i've also got like it's also a little bit of a shaman vibe like i've got these like uh like prayer beads and like got I, it, 
I was going for like they found me in the woods and they tried to dress me up, but I still couldn't really keep he's it together. Just feral. Mm. Yeah, I've got like he's suspenders just, he's hanging a feral off. And, exactly. You're like George of the Jungle. Yeah. Nice. But if George of the Jungle joined a like a band and got eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you do look very George of the Jungly. I like it. Oh, it's so funny. Whenever he lets his hair down at band practice, like I'll make everyone stop. I'll be like, everyone <laughs> no stop. Pause. Nate put Nate let his hair down. Let's just take a moment and enjoy it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it's beautiful. It. Hate him a little bit. Okay, He's just sitting there all sweaty, like what? <laughs> it's too sexy. It has to be. It has to have a moment. I've been basking in his sexiness for years. I tell uh, Sam every time I see her, I'm like, "How's Nate?" <laughs> He's in the bathroom. You just saw him. Just wondered. That's why. You, that's why you're really afraid of Sam. Is yeah. like, oh shit, she's on to me. Exactly. Your she's gonna kick my ass. <laughs> I keep hitting on her man. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, he's tremendous. It's like Mendes. if, you know, your wife is like a supermodel and you're like, you might be a crazy rich billionaire and shit and you don't have to worry about it. But people are still like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so how I know that literally half of this room is new band members. Mm-hmm. Um, how I want to know how the band started. And then how did you two come to be in the fold in whatever succession you want to tell that? Well, uh, James and I have known each other since we were like 12. So, cute. <laughs> uh, yes, it's cute. so we've always been um, together in one way or another. I've always been a pain in her ass. Yeah. In um, one way or another. Yeah. One way or another. She's always felt me in the can. <laughs> Oh, happy anniversary. (laughs) Of just the can? Yeah, just the can. Can Anniversary can. can. The the legally binding can. Those other anniversaries are called kids' birthdays. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we, so we we met in like middle school and um, God, we started our first band. It was called like Escape Velocity. Yeah, we were like doing covers and um, like Evanescence and Green Day covers and, and stuff like that and Kitty covers. Yeah. Um, and then we started doing heavier ones like him and, and Kitty covers. and Him's uh, heavier than Green Day? <laughs> yeah. I think he means just moody. No, if you've ever heard Soul oh. on Fire, that's a heavy song. I mean, I it's pretty heavy, yeah. but I just, my brain automatically goes to rip out the wings of a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, um, but that yeah. is a good song. Great album. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. But um, but yeah, so we started doing covers, and then we started um, writing more and more of our own music. And then I think we discovered a band had the same name, mm-hmm. Escape Velocity or something, and they were like a punk band, had way more of a following than we did. And we wanted to be heavier, so we were trying to find a name, and we came up with Arsenic Addiction. And... Uh, Ultimately, in like 2016. Yeah, like 2006. It's been a long time. <laughs> so yeah, we Damn. Yeah, yeah, we came up with that band name and a few of our friends from high school like were playing with us uh, a drummer and and another bass player and that was the first incarnation of Arsenic Addiction. Yeah, we always wanted it to eventually evolve into what it is now. And you actually would not believe the resistance people have to like having a stage show or not wearing your cargo pants and t-shirt to the or playing stage. to a metronome or, or yeah <laughs> playing to a metronome yeah 
You so many we went through so many drummers that were just like, no, nah, I'm just gonna feel it out. <laughs> oh my god, my drummer uh, for years, his thing was like, I'm not gonna play to a click because Joey Jordison doesn't. And I was like, dude, yeah, I guarantee you, I have you, a hard time believing that. Exactly, yeah. me and Nate have talked about this at length because there is no fucking way. He has never done a goddamn click. I think it started out that way. I think they recorded. I mean, some some Slipknot head is going to listen to this and just be like, "Shut the fuck up." It might be my show. He listens to every show. I think I think they did Iowa, not to a click. I think they recorded Uh, that first uh, that first huge album, not to a click, but mm. definitely afterwards. I think how, everything is to a metronome. How do you do volume three without a click? Right. No, just volume three, right. 100%. Yeah. But like, he could do it. Like, and I, I'm, I mean, someone's going to probably come at me for that and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard. Well, from what I know, drummers are dicks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. We talk about that every practice. Yeah. Just kidding. We're not dicks to each other. Well, of course not. As you guys are like, oh, you monkey with sticks? Yes, mm-hmm. me monkey with sticks. You monkey with sticks. <laughs> yeah, there's a level of respect there. Of course. <laughs> and y'all have great hair for some reason. Except for Dylan's balding, you're not. So, good job. <laughs> Proud of you. Thank so, you. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Yeah, no, um, I forgot the question. Oh, we are talking about how Arsenic Addiction started and how we got new members. Yeah. How we got here, essentially. Yeah. So, there's, I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs through there when when you start in like 2006 and now here we are in 2021 Jesus. so you we know were, we were that, counting the drummers today yeah, yeah we, we, we counted count the, the drummers, drummers today <laughs> and bass players today that we've had and uh we didn't talk about guitarists but it's only been two other ones besides tyler so there's been three tire uh, second guitarists totally in the band anyways but anyways like yeah we've gone through multiple member changes we didn't really become like anything <laughs> worth counting until we had our drummer, the professor, when we started doing that Victorian era stuff. Ooh, the professor. The professor. The professor. You his know? character is based off of Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah and like the, the bass player at the time, his character is based off of uh, Bill the Butcher from Gangs of New York. Um, yeah. So and we had a guitarist that... Um, was the only one that wasn't Victorian No, based. he's from the 1600s. He was the plague doctor. So. Cool. So, yeah, so, that was... But we decided we wanted to represent like the content of our music visually. And that was like dipping our toes in what arsenic is now. Um, and that's honestly when we started like touring the most and putting out the most music. And like I said, people just, I mean, it is a lot. It is a lot to do for a local band or when you go on tour to take your entire stage show. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's at the, you know, at the very beginning levels, especially maybe starting in 2006. Yeah. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah. You know, and you guys. I don't know if this is a toned down version. You're not doing a full funeral, but it's still a lot. You guys yeah. got a lot going on. Yeah, we we have toned it back a bit, but like, yeah, it's still more to do. I mean, there's a decent amount of setup, and like, everybody's so good about it. Like, everybody jumps in and helps, you know. And it it's been nice. Yeah, I would say it was like 2010 when we started doing that version of Arsenic Addiction, mm-hmm. and then um, we. Um, Haley and I had our daughter in 2013 and the other members were not down for the changes that would happen to that. We weren't going to quit playing music, but we were going to obviously like I, I had to take a break cause I went on my last tour seven months pregnant. Well, your body so. just created a body. I yeah. Think it's totally <laughs> yeah. permissible for yeah. you to, you know, take a bit of time. Yeah. And, and you would not believe that, you know, playing, a. 
metal night after night on tour, you know, seven months pregnant. The baby eventually is like, listen, we're done. You're loud. Stop it. Dude, <laughs> I know because like just going on tour for two weeks and my yeah. burrito baby after I get off stage is like, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even like a full thing I got to take care of. Not be drunk or stoned. Yeah. You know, you got, there's a lot going on there. Uh, that that was the other thing. Like not being being the party. only member that can't participate in that stuff on tour is oh. really difficult, especially because like, so obviously like our driver would stay sober and then me. Yeah. And when you're a pregnant lady in the back of a tour van and the driver who was sober is up on the top, you know, driving and there's just a bunch of drunkards in between you mm. and the driver. When it's time to pee as a pregnant lady, it's now. And then, yeah. <laughs> and I had to yell, you know, through the heads of drunk people. Hey. The pregnant lady has to pee and the drunkards are like, what? <laughs> and, you know, for guys, you use the Gatorade bottle because the mouth is wide enough. Yeah. But for chicks, there is not really always a Gatorade bottle wide enough. Oh, no. You know? Oh, yeah, exactly. If worse comes to worse, you're, you know, crouching outside the van on the side of the highway. Which in That's Portland. That's what happened. In Portland I had to pee down a storm drain. Yeah. Oh, shit. I was just like, stop the car, pull off now. I'm going to pee my pants. Let's do this thing. And just pregnant lady with like leftover stage makeup on. So I'll just look scary Blood as shit. It. Like pulling up my saw skirt a over a storm taking drain. A piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah. So after we had our daughter, it really kind of changed up a bit. Um, and those members parted ways with us. And we had started writing and like we we never wanted to stop playing music, especially after having our daughter, because like, you know, we didn't want to be like those parents who are like, I used to do music until we had you. You know, yeah. it's like, no, we still love music and we love you, too. And we're going to take all of it with us. So we just had to change our approach to it, which was back then it was play all the time, play all the time, because that's what they tell you to do. It's yeah, like, yeah. you want to be successful, you have to play all the time, and then one day someone will give a shit, and it's just not that way. Yeah, it's that an, is something that everybody learns real hard. In the hard yeah, that it's not true. Like, you you have to pick and choose what you're doing, and you have to bring an amount of quality to it. So we wanted to sit down, and we really wanted to write an album and not just go into the studio and shell it out in we two, would, three days like we used to. Yeah, we know? would... We would record an entire album in a weekend. Um, and that was due to like money, but also because we were like, Oh no, we don't have time. We got to get, get out and play shows and we'll record a better album later. We'll record a better album later. Um, but eventually what I really loved about that incarnation of arsenic addiction is I think it did get us a sense of notoriety enough to get like, to, you know, attract people to yeah. want to play for us, which was awesome. So, yeah, it was nice because like one thing we weren't going to do was track people down. Like we weren't going to go after people. We just kind of put it out there. We're like, hey, we need a drummer to finish writing an album with us. And that's how Brian Medeiros uh, approached us being a friend since high school and stuff and a family friend and everything that we started writing and recording with him for the new album. And he's actually on a, a few of the songs off the new album XIX and oh, like, yeah. and a few that have never been released. <clears throat> yeah. And, and there's a few that a few that have never been played or released out that we have kind of just sitting in the, in the bank there, like that we're not sure what to do with and <laughs> release them soon. <laughs> <laughs> we've joked about it. We're, we've joked about doing like a different band cause they're more on like a rock side that oh. the way those songs came out. So we're, we're we've joked about releasing them under like a another name being like this is this band because we obviously care so much about what we look like 
you know, and like what's presented under the name of arsenic and everything. We well, I just care wanna, so much what we look like. Right, I just so. want it to be <laughs> like true. I want it to be cohesive. I think is a better way to put it. Yeah. Like, um, because like I said, we have when you asked, you know, well, what genre are you? And I'm like, <sighs> you know, we're we're so all over the place that I finally like with our many different influences wanted to have an album that at least the songs sound like they go together and it's yeah. not just like this random assortment of like um those now records you know but it's oh, the yeah. same band <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's and it really does they all you know they all blend nicely yeah they're definitely all very different songs yes. but you can tell they're all part of the same thing they were made by the same band and feels like a cohesive thought yeah, yeah. Thank we you. spent more time deciding the track order than you guys probably used to spend recording the whole album yes 100 yeah. it, it took yeah. a long time to sit down and figure it out um so i feel like we're talking a lot and but i just wanted to get up to where you guys joined <laughs> yeah, the we band haven't and even let shown you guys up explain yeah. there's, <laughs> there's a lot of history there's here. so much history yeah, yeah there's, there's so. tons this is of your guys's like episode and you know i got as much time as you guys got right. <laughs> do what you gotta do yeah so no like brian brian played with us and then he joined uh a uh, touring uh, national band called Otherwise, and that started taking up a lot of his time. And yeah, which he, we, we we completely understand. Yeah. yeah, and we're completely supportive of him doing that. And we had actually gotten an offer, like on our ten year anniversary of being a band, to open for Behemoth and Lamb of God. Oh, I was at that show. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, sorry, it was a great show. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's I awesome. love Behemoth. So for me, I was like. What better way to see a show than you play it? Oh, and, the, no. <laughs> and you being a local and understanding this too, like for them just to go, Hey, do you want this show? And it's that show. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, Are no, like I don't care if I have exactly. to like, you're like, what, what do I have to do to play it. this show? Whose and they're like, dick no. am I sucking right yeah. now? <laughs> and, and to go Miracle. and to go and just be, yeah. And to go and just like be given it, like given the show and you don't have to like fight for it or like, be a dick about it or anything yeah. like you just get it it was just like it felt like holy crap i think we almost cried it was just like 10 years of us going through it and losing members and like going through oh. this and stuff and then it's just like here's this show and brian unfortunately he couldn't make it he couldn't be in town the day of the show and it would have been really difficult to try to make happen so he put us in touch with nate and i'd known nate since high school being the um, second best drummer in Utah, yes, he <laughs> should be known by you. He should be on your radar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we adopted him and stole him and didn't let him leave. But yeah, I'll let you guys take it from here. Of I mean, I I was driving home. I might even I think I was living with Brian at the time, and I was on my way home, and I think he was out of town, and he called me up, and he's just like, "Hey, so uh, Arsenic's gonna open up for Lamb of God and Behemoth, and I can't really." make it work do you want to do it and i was like okay <laughs> you had me at lamb of god yeah <laughs> so i just pounded out like the five songs that they wanted to perform for along with the funeral no it, oh. it wasn't because it we were opening so it wasn't like a full show like you didn't we have just, time for mass no. no okay unfortunately but yeah uh like we we worked those songs hard because it was important for all of us that we play them well in front of behemoth and lamb of god and uh like you do yeah <laughs> so and we were having like what two practices a week at least yeah i think the like, day of the yeah. show i think we practiced or the week of the show we practiced like three times or yeah. something and we were just like we just have to be perfect you know we have to let them know we belong there <laughs> you're 100 percent right yeah. 
And that was the best I think any of us have ever been treated like, oh my as God. a band. Yeah. It was so weird. I didn't I kept expecting something to like go wrong or for them to ask us to leave or <laughs> because like <laughs> usually at a local show, um, when you open for giant bands, you are it's get the fuck on the stage, get the fuck off. And take your shit and put it in your van and don't talk to the other bands. How and... dare you fucking look at us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, dude, I have opened for bands not even near that size yeah. and been treated like fucking dog shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's amazing you opened for two of the best of the best and were treated amazing. They, Holy shit, we had so our own nice. green room. Like, what? like, can yeah. I. Right next to Lamb of Gods and <gasps> Behemoths. Like, yeah. you put a cup up to the wall and listen. <laughs> Bro, dude, I walked out of the room after we had played. Um, and Randy Blythe, who I'm only five feet tall, and he's a very tall man. How tall is Randy? <laughs> I don't know, but he's like, he's six like three or something. He's like a he's tower a compared dude. to me. Yeah. But he just like you know bends <clears throat> down and stands over me, and he's like, "What's your band name again?" I'm like, "Arsenic Addiction." He goes, "Thanks for playing." And I was like, ha, ha, ha. "I know." I walk down the hallway <laughs> and I see I see Willie Adler just like warming up, like right outside our dressing room. And I'm like, "This is fucking crazy." Yeah. yeah. I was like, and then like they loaded our stuff up on stage, like not like the the sound guys and stuff loaded our stuff up and like mike did and everything and then you know normally when you're opening a show they're like all right you sound check bands as on, doors on seven open, yeah, yeah or you start playing as doors open and it's so funny because they're like at seven you're playing and you get 25 minutes or whatever and get the fuck off you know yeah. and we're up there and like we're waiting side stage like i think five minutes before we go on and then like i look at the guy who's running just the monitor sound and i'm like should we start you know it's time and he goes looks out at the crowd let's give five minutes whoa you just like gave us an extra five minutes to let the crowd like fill in and then we play we're all like super jazzed and then like we're like doing the thing of like all right throw our shit out or else they're gonna break it you know (laughs) (laughs) and they start carrying it and they're like oh you guys did a good job and they're like taking it down and taking it out and putting it in our trailer for us i'm like what What? the fuck just happened yeah and like when i'm tearing down mark morton's just like watching me tear my drums down in my corpse paint and he's i'm just like you're mark morton <laughs> hey, hey mark how are you? and they let us park back by the buses so like we're backstage Ooh. like while they're just out there like chilling behind the complex and it was such a weird night yeah yep. and the fact by the end of the night our uh our rig was actually blocked in by their tour buses so we had to wait for them to be done um so we could leave so we're all chilling at the end of the night and behemoth's just hanging out at a table and I'm like, this we're is just, weird. We're just sitting this with is them. so weird because you still don't feel like you're like one of them, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So. Well, at that point, you know what? They respect you enough to not be like, hey, go fuck off. Yeah. So at that point, yeah, you are one of them. So congratulations. <laughs> you guys did it. It That's was fucking awesome. weird, dude. I was giving Nate a bunch of shit because um, they I left before that. Everyone yeah. was leaving. What? Everyone was leaving and Nate comes up to me and goes, man, I really feel like I should stay and like help you with the trailer. I'm like, no, dude, you're fine. And like Haley had to had to take off. And so I'm there by myself. Our bass player who was playing with at the time was like super drunk and disappeared. So like I'm there by myself and um, we hadn't seen I can't the drummer chris adler chris adler we hadn't seen yeah. him all night he was the only one i didn't see walking yeah around because he stayed back in the room and then chris adler comes out and i'm literally sitting on the back steps like waiting for staff and stuff to leave so i can get the trailer out and he's just standing there and i'm just like i take i'm like telling nate i'm like i'm sitting right next to chris adler and then like randy blyce running around taking pictures of people and like blinding him with his flash and oh, there's like yeah. six of them with me like blinded and then 
the when they finally got enough room to like back us out, like um the bass player's name. I can't remember his name. Oh, John Cam- Campbell? Yeah, John Campbell and it wasn't Inferno I found out, because Inferno I don't think was on that tour, the drummer for Behemoth. I think he was a fill in. Those two helped I, me back out. I don't remember who the fill in was, but my drummer is obsessed. I think it might be the guy for um job for a cowboy oh really he was on that show yeah yeah he was filling in so it was just so trippy i'm like i'm backing out the truck and the trailer and john campbell and and that guy are backing out there come on back man i'm like this is so fucking weird <laughs> these like, gods are guiding my trailer <laughs> guide my trailer to i am glory. happy james has no shame though because like i have like major anxiety and like all i wanted to do was get a picture with behemoth and they're just sitting there and james is like let's do it and i'm all no, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't bother them. We shouldn't do that. Like, he's like, like, nah, let's do it. I'm so like, let's go. They're back there drinking Jack Daniels at the picnic table. <laughs> yeah, so we go back there and we all sit down and <laughs> James is taking a selfie of all of us and he's all say Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> they they did not find they that were, as amusing. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> they did not laugh. That, <laughs> damn, you should have been like, you know, say church. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> they didn't laugh. No. Oh man, they love blasphemy. "Mm, I know, mm. right? (laughs) But yeah, so Nate played that show with us, and uh, my first show with them. Yeah. Oh, you. First off, fuck you. Second, (laughs) that again. You bastard. And and he did great. Like killed it. Like oh, I know. Was so good. Everything Mm. he does is great. Yeah, (laughs) it is. We like him too. Stop. Stop. We like him so much that we were like, "Hey, do you want to finish this album with us? Since Brian's too busy, like, can you can you stay for at least the album?" And and then that took like a really long time. It took a few more years. To do. It took like three <laughs> oh, three more years to finish. Yeah. And so then at the end of the album, we're like, "So, did you want to like stay?" And he's like, "I just." I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> like, good, I've been leave. in for three years, guys. I right. think I'm good. Right. Are you going to start paying me or? <laughs> uh, no, this is a metal band. Yeah, right. there's no payment. I'm like, do you think if we, we made, make money? If we made money, we'd pay you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. we don't. We still do our own makeup, bud. We can't be paying. Yeah. I promise I'll try not to make you pay for anything else. <laughs> I'll try. But then, uh, yeah, and then so. Uh, Nate joined the band and we decided to to finish the album and try and get back to playing shows. And once we did that, uh, we had a bass player that we had parted ways with. Oh, before and- that though, before uh, we, we played the show, the album release show. Yes. And we weren't looking for another guitarist. We're oh, that's like, right. We'll just Tyler. have we'll just have the tracks. Yeah, remember Tyler? Remember um, Tyler? No, we'll just, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have guitar in the back, like the rhythm parts in the back track whenever we need them. And uh, he came. He approached you guys after the show, right? And yeah. He was just like, hey, do you want another guitarist? And we were just like, hmm. Was I that guess. the one at Liquid Joe's? Uh, was it Urban Lounge? Urban Lounge. Or, oh, Urban Lounge. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was there too, guys. <laughs> I got a drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. And that was a that was a long show. We played like the whole album, I think. Almost, uh, minus almost a few songs. Mm-hmm. I think we didn't play like Water and stuff. A few oh, okay. of the elements. Played Amethyst. Yep. yep. We did play Amethyst. Yeah. Yeah. But that was rad, dude. Like, because like James said earlier, we are past the point of like looking for people to be in the band because, like I said, it's a lot. It's a lot to ask from uh, any musician. It's like, okay, well, you got to write the songs, you got to perform, you have to. You have to dress up. You have to have a character. Um, we have a level of professionalism we like to keep. And so it's just 
And for a lot of musicians, it's too much. So we just stopped trying to hunt down people. And so it was really, it was really weird to have someone approach us and be like, hey, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> it's great at your level to have, I mean, I, I, I really respect the attitude of like, let the right person come to us. Yeah. Because I can personally say I have spent way too much time hunting for the right person right. in my band. So like, I get it. I just can't believe it worked out so perfectly for you guys. I know, right? And it's it's because we are. We were tired of like, you know, putting out the the ad and be like, hey, looking for guitarist or bass player or whatever. And then um, the people that did come try out, it just never, <laughs> they would like take the gig for a minute and then be like, oh, it's just, this is really hard. You know? Yeah, <laughs> well, you my know. favorite were the ones who'd show up and be like, I'm going to need a ride home. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you live in Clifton, Utah. Okay. I think I think the Ugh. best though is uh the conditions that Tyler joined the band under. Do you remember what that was? No. What oh. he asked you? Oh yes. Oh. That, okay. <laughs> so with the stage show. Oh no. It sounds weird. It's my favorite. He's he'll probably be so embarrassed that we tell the story. But so we're sitting at lunch and we're just kind of telling him, like, hey, yeah, this is a this is the gig and this is what we do, and we dress up and we have like uh, the ritual we do on stage and he goes oh well i'm an atheist i'm like that's okay and he's like do i have to do do i have to be a part of like the band rituals do you guys like do that at practice and we're like no <laughs> <laughs> we're not that spooky dude we're not trying to summon satan right we're like, a good time <laughs> well let's not cut that out i mean right. we might if you guys are actually trying, I will be at every single show, regardless <laughs> of whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> and at the end of every show, guy. we just go, aww, didn't work. It's next time, guys, time. come next week. We didn't show up. We'll try again. Just do it like a Doomsday Prophet. Be like, next time, I swear to God, Doomsday has just been moved down the bench a little bit. It's going to be next time. A bunch of Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses just show up. They're like, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Only a thousand of us are going to heaven. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I'm happy that like, like I said, our stage show is us. It's just an extension of who we are. And so like all of that stuff is real. It's just like, we're not sacrificing goats of practice, you know, like, anymore. Not anymore. But we appreciate not ever the, since the incident. We appreciate the <laughs> fact that he thought we might make him do it. We're like, well, that's nice. To I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so Tyler joined and um, then unfortunately, like we parted ways with our bass player and we weren't even going to look for a new one we were just like nah let's let's not do this let's not do this again and it worked out for us again because then sam was like Bing. yo what if i played me yeah i mean she was she heard us playing the songs a million times at my house anyway so she <laughs> knew all of them already <laughs> in her sleep she's just yeah <laughs> just only that Legit. one I knew, what I, was, I knew what i was getting myself into yeah, yeah. hell yeah i mean in even behind the scenes, like with all of our music videos and our stage show, show stuff, she had already been helping out so much with like, I mean, we are spooky, but being spooky comes with some obligation of being crafty, you know? And she's crafty. She's and crafty. she gets around, maybe not the second part. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I mean, like arts and crafts, bro. She's going like, the distance. She's going for speed. <laughs> That's uh, I love that baseline. Oh, how fun. Mm, cake. Mm, cake. Mm. Well, yeah, so now she... it gets to Sam's part of the story. She yeah. can talk about her experience. Oh, yeah. So um, which amazing legend did you open for on your first show? <laughs> um, Vision video? No, that wasn't no, her, no, her, no. Show. Second one. her first show was... 
we played with the locals seeking tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and in your grave. Yeah, those guys. Oh, seeking yeah. tragedy. They're, yeah, that was fun. They're um, former disengaged. They were oh really? Oh. Yeah, the they guitarist. Were, oh they were he's they were really a good, good fit for they were he a good was, fit for us too. Yeah, I felt bad like I felt bad for me because he was the best guitarist that night. I'm like, God damn it. Now they're gonna know I'm just phoning it in. <laughs> that kid is stupid talented, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're a great band. And four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, joining Arsenic was pretty cool. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I did that. That was a thing. No, it actually is pretty cool. Um, because I first heard of arsenic addiction in like 2010, whenever Lady Death, the Lady Death video was released. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, I still had my MySpace back then. And, Ooh, uh, MySpace. Yeah. MySpace. I saw that video, and um, I was like, man, I want to be doing that. Like, because I loved all of the dressing up and everything. And I was like, these guys are local and they're making these cool videos and shit. That's fucking rad. I want to oh, do I'm that. I'm glad you like it. I look back on it and I'm like, oh, no. So be right. <laughs> We're going for the be right horror. And then uh, I went to a show where you guys played with, I think it was Royal Thunder and Merlin's Beard. Okay. And yeah, at the time I was with, um, I was in a pretty unhealthy relationship. Uh, so being in a band was not an option. Oh. Um, and that's really what I wanted. And then I saw you guys play and I was just like, oh my God, I want to be doing that. Like mm-hmm. I loved the stage show. I loved the music. I loved everything about it. I was like, I want to be doing that. But like at the end of the night, I kind of went home heartbroken because I was like, I can't do that because mm-hmm. of my situation. And then. Um, the bastard situation as it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for that episode. Um, the Samoset. Long story short, finally that toxic relationship came to an end and i started taking music a lot more seriously and um just by association of you know being in a relationship with nate i've been kind of involved with arsenic addiction mm-hmm. doing uh, my makeup because doing his makeup do um oh. helping me craft the, all that kind of stuff so you know i knew the music well enough and i wanted i was like this is what i wanted to do literally this is like w- one of the bands that inspired me oh wow <laughs> and i didn't know that I know. I I I saved this information for a special occasion actually. Yeah. <laughs> um and awesome synchronicity is uh my first show with them would I got have diarrhea. No, it would have I been mean, uh the 15 year anniversary with that guy that I was with. What? Yeah. So it like came around full circle. Wow. In the weirdest fucking way. Elbow dropped that last nail in the coffin from the top <laughs> row. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And it's been fucking rad. Like, I actually feel like I'm in a band where, like, the material and what we do and the people that I'm with, like, resonates. Yeah. Like. Which can be hard to find. So fucking hard. Like, a lot of people didn't resonate with you in your early days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No. Um. It's been way cool, like, having this, these people playing with us just because, like, it's so nice to have like like Nate set this up today with you and to have yeah. like Sam, you know, show up and already know so many songs and like have ideas and like have ideas for like her makeup and Tyler like makes his own like armor for like on stage out of leather and stuff. It's it's Brad. so yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so cool to have members that just give a shit 
and then like even Dude. go the extra mile. They give a shit, they get the vision, and everybody participates. Like, Tyler which made a so a, hard to find. Tyler yeah. made a glass crown for our last music video. It yeah, was really cool. Whoa, yeah, glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, his gold crown dangerous. that he puts on—it's yeah. made of glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he made it. Like it's just—it's so nice to have those, uh, like to have these guys playing and stuff. And uh, could you smoke out of the crown? I no. mean, um, damn, no. <laughs> you could try. But you I could smoke wearing it. the crown. Yeah. <laughs> Two down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's been good. Hell yeah. Um, so we're going to take our first musical break in the Halloween special now that we know how everybody came yeah. to be in the band. I'm sorry that was so um, long. Sorry. No, yes, this is good. <laughs> this is the Halloween special. It's supposed to be as long as you guys want it to be. Uh, so what's the first song we're going to be listening to? Uh, Molly Feacham. What 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 what? Molly Feacham. Wow, that is a word. What the hell does that word mean? It, like malice, like uh, malicious intent um, in uh, Latin. Nice. Yeah. Dark magic. Ooh, dark, dark magic. Spooky. All right, here we go with Molly Feacham. Oh, I wasn't going to try to say it. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah. 
So that was a song I can't pronounce and tell me what <laughs> is it about and say the name again so people don't get confused. Uh, the song is Molly Feachum. And the song itself is about being an outsider, but merely for being exactly who you are. And it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just being your most authentic self and then being burned for it anyways at the stake figuratively. Wow. Um, which seems kind of like the theme you're going with now. You know, you've changed what your styling is and you've changed some things, but now you're the most authentic part of you. Exactly. Hell exactly. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's a it's very personal. So there was like a very specific experience that involves that, but that's like the generalization of it's just like I feel like when people are genuinely themselves, sometimes um, whether you're LGBTQ or just different in general in modern society, like we immediately mark those things as bad because they're different, and yeah. so um, so the, the figurative burning is just. I wanted to write it more as like you be being burned at the stake, but then that's your release and you become something better. Like ashes, yes. which you can use as fertilizer, right? Yes. Right. Better for the planet, you know? Exactly. You know, <laughs> reduce, reuse, recycle, even when it comes to corpses. <laughs> I'm for it. Right. Hell yes. Um, the drums were good. Yeah, oh, thank you. Great. You thank did you. Great I worked on. really hard on that. Did you? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh. That was that was Brian Medeiros playing drums on that one. <laughs> Because uh, that was one that was already done by the time I came along for that mm -hmm. Lamb of God show. Mm -hmm. Rad. Well, you know, the drummer of Otherwise in Red is, uh, he's very talented. Yeah. We like him. Yeah. He should just start <laughs> taking the compliments and be like. Yeah, that, was, uh, that part that I can't <laughs> play. Thank you for. <laughs> you can't play parts of that song? He can it's, play it. We've seen it. It's so, it's a confusing <sighs> song. They're weird parts. Like Ooh. him and I like intuitively play differently so like that's the hardest mm. part about learning his parts is that like he has different instincts than me so i have to pretend to have his instincts to play his fills and beats and stuff have you changed anything from the recorded version to the live version for you i mean for you to be comfortable or even just amp it up a little in some songs i have for the most part i try and do it exactly like the recording so most changes are going to be accidental because oh. i try to do it as close to the recording like note for note as i could i even make guitar pros of of songs to learn them like that's what i I probably have guitar pros of all of the songs he recorded that's in depth yeah i would just be like okay it says duca dudica i'll do that <laughs> sounds good <laughs> um okay so we're gonna get now to everyone's favorite segment we don't have real theme music yeah but it's the i don't know what are we going with uh sriracha butt cheeks today because it changes every once in a while <laughs> um these are the questions everyone is dying to know that are asked in the most sensitive way possible. <laughs> so, uh, usually with bands, you know, lead singer gets all the focus and totally. all the attention. So, is it weird for you to have to like surrender that and be on the edge of Nate's spotlight? Right. I mean, <laughs> it hurts a little. It hurts a little bit, you know, because inherently all lead singers, we just. It's very much about us. Yeah. We're seven feet. That's why she stands in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't let anyone else see his beauty. Get a little know? bit of that residual light. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I was actually telling Nate this today that um, especially after making like seven bucks off of one of his older bands, he's Dead changed. Fantastic he's, he's changed. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I like it. 
Yeah, he's getting a little cocky, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, mm. he he comes in sometimes, and like I'll be like, Nate, how are you? And he'll go, how dare you speak to me? <laughs> you how am I? How dare boy. you? <laughs> Strings? That's not even a percussion instrument. <laughs> Disgust like, me. Jesus, you're so replaceable. It's insane. That's they, what he says to me. They like me so little now that they have practices without me. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. kind of harsh. <laughs> like, drum machine's good enough. We call them only strings. Only strings. <laughs> Onlystrings.com. Find mm-hmm. them. That's we'll start idea. our own our own dot com and it's just people watching us like fuck around. Like, what key is that? It's, Wait. It's, it's G. No, it's not. It's not G. <laughs> Learn but your if, fucking theory. If you pay enough on the subscription, you can watch Nate masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so just tell me what level that is, and you know. My well. favorite is is like when we do the only strings like in our group chat. We'll be like, Sam, you could bring your boyfriend if you want, but he can't talk to us. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do you actually do practices without Nate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You are so hated. <laughs> what, you slip knot? Come there's, on. They're supposed to be just string <laughs> instruments, but Haley still shows up I'm sometimes. I'm sorry. Uh, well, um, technically, since she plays the keys and piano started out as string percussion instruments, <laughs> she's part of this. Oh. <laughs> it's mostly just because I live there. But, um, <laughs> like, so... Really, that comes from the place of I went, I've seen you guys live, mm-hmm. and it's not like you are super overstated on look at the singer. The singer is the main point. Yeah. A lot of the bands are. Um, and I really appreciate that. The whole band is the spectacle. Well, ex- How do you maintain that? Exa- well, part of it is I, the whole band is part of the story mm-hmm. of what the band is. And even though obviously I write a lot of my lyrics from my perspective or point of view um i need even though it's coming from my mouth and my mind i still need that point to get across like to be uh, i guess what's the word spicy (laughs) spicy I wasn't looking at you when you said that. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I hope you imagine that Sam said it. Well, I, I guess the best thing I can say is the best way to get the meaning across of the music or the words I write is through symbolism. And symbolism is so strong that why wouldn't you utilize your other members to help get those points across? And oh, yeah. yeah. So when we go on stage, I want the whole, I want the whole mood to change. No matter who we're playing with, I want um, that's why we have like the stage show. I want it to be our stage, our ritual. You're in the forest, in the woods. Like this is arsenic time. It, yes. Um, and I, I couldn't do that if it was just me. You yeah. know, <laughs> like I think that's a unfortunately a lot of. It's not even like the band's fault half the time. I would say it comes from like PR or marketing and their label. They're like, oh, dude, you have a chick in the band, so put her forefront and center. Like, yeah. And I actually really hate that. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that I don't, when we hashtag our photos or whatever, uh-huh. um, although I 100% support females in metal, 100%. Yeah. Like, fuck yes. I don't want it to be a novelty. And yeah. it shouldn't have to be. No, so. it shouldn't. It's kind of gross. I mean, some of my favorite one, my favorite bands that have a, a female vocalist, I couldn't tell it was a female vocalist. I mean, yeah. not to say that you, you know, you can't have feminine qualities in your voice and shit, but yeah. like if it's so understated that I didn't even know that was a chick, good job, especially cause I've been confused about Claudio Sanchez since I was 12. <laughs> right. And, but like for me, even if you can, like, even if it's the, the most feminine voice you've ever heard, like if you look at the, the feminine voice and go, Oh, it's just, 
not my style like that that's one thing but to look at it and be like oh they're pretty good for a chick you know i'm like i hate that i absolutely hate that so. she could have smiled more she could have smiled more <laughs> like i didn't see enough of her tits or ass yeah, so I-, <laughs> I mean it was a pretty good show i guess right so i don't like hashtag our photos like female fronted or like female bassist when it's photos of fam or sam yeah. um, <laughs> fam, fam. Um, she is fam she yeah. is fam but fam. and it's because i i don't want it to be a novelty because um like i said i am the lead singer and i am seven feet deep and our shit means so much to me that i need other people to take it seriously mm. like um and i feel like a lot of times they don't because uh they do expect me to be that like like i actually love in this moment i love them i think they're a fun band like um a lot of shit's super catchy but the fact that like I even can't name another member in that band. Like, yeah. I know Maria. I'm obsessed with Lover, but like, I, I, I've, I saw them live, and aside from me, think I'm pretty goddamn sure I caught her lip syncing. Yeah, but um, the whole thing is like, I don't know if you ever going to do a pop concert, mm-hmm. but like, it is very much that all the backup dancers are there for her. Yeah, she's got podium at some point which is, <laughs> it's weird when people have a podium who has that yeah, who would do that <laughs> but like on the stage so it's clearly like i make jokes about a spotlight being just on nate but mm-hmm. it is a spotlight just on her and i had to look for the band on the stage when i saw him it's yeah. like what it, it's so weird to me right and unfortunately i don't even think that's here's the thing i hate about like a lot of um um a lot of metalheads in general is they'll look at that and they'll they'll, they're like angry with her about it (laughs) well i mean the band had to agree to it right they're all getting paid right they're they're there willingly um and like i said i'm pretty sure that's just the label being like this is what sells you know oh yeah i mean you see it in every movie about a band where someone comes with a contract to the lead singer is like you know you're the star of the band right so we gotta get you on this you're gonna get paid differently you're a fucking star exactly and like (laughs) another thing she gets a lot of flack for is like the fact she is so sexually forward in her music and on stage i hear she's a whore right and i right (laughs) um and i it's like dudes have been doing that in metal like since metal started, like if you look, especially like the '80s metal bands, like it was like Dick First Man. You ever pants, heard Dick of Man of War? Right, like <laughs> come on. So I feel like sexuality has been a huge part of metal since it started. So, and I, I also think that's like a major form of rebellion to be like, yeah, fuck society. Like, here's my tits. Like, here's my dick. Know, here's know? my dick. Whatever. Like, so, um, but in like I said, in that same vein, I also try and not make a novelty out of myself or Sam or. Um, or the other members because we are a band first. Yeah, which is so. why we only sexualize the drummer. Yeah, yeah. Well, a practice behind closed doors. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one who outwardly like has one goal, and that <laughs> is to. My one goal is just to remain fuckable, and that is it. As I age, just try to be fuckable. That's wow. all. <laughs> to to Nate or to everyone. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, the suits is doing it for you. Those nice, clean lines. Yeah, Nate's <laughs> not great. taken, which pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> There's nothing there, Sam. Just going to let that one go. She's used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, he's going to be taken like Liam Neeson. <laughs> or his daughter, I guess. I have a certain set of skills. I was a Jedi once. I guess. I guess that makes Sam Liam Neeson. <gasps> yeah, <'cause> <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, I mean, she'll find you. <laughs> she will kill you. <laughs> I know she has a select set of skills. She can make fake blood out of 
uh, chocolate sauce and something else. I can't remember. <laughs> That's Haley's skill. Yeah, I actually. failed at that. Oh, <laughs> I just saw the video for a minute and I was like, is that chocolate sauce? Yeah. I, I saw the video and I was like, Oh no, Sam! No, it's gonna be chunky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what we did in in the Moon and Sun video, though, for all the moon parts, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, well, not charcoal. It's oh. it's, it's, it's black food. Black. Food yeah, I don't know why I thought charcoal. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like I love like doing bakers and stuff with charcoal, but like it can fuck with people's medication. So I'm, I usually just have for like oh, the yeah. black yeah. food day. That's a tangent. But anyway. What? <laughs> yeah, like activated charcoal. It um, fucks with medications. It can. Yeah. Does it get you high. No, dude. I don't want it. <laughs> Where can I find some? It doesn't do what I want? Never mind. You just see me eating like a fucking uh, bag of charcoal briquettes. Like, <laughs> you're just getting me fucked up, right? <laughs> you're putting on ice cream like molten milk. You're like, <coughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's going to get me ripped, guys. Don't worry. I, I promise. Arsenic addiction told me so. <laughs> Delicious. I think it takes the toxins out of you, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, then He's I like, definitely why, don't want it. Why am I, I getting more fucking beer. sober? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That would be pretty funny. You're trying to get high and you're just like, I've never been aware of anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we meant that it will get you high on life. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus that, Christ. <laughs> I did that till I was at least 12 years old. And you know what? I'm good. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck charcoal. <laughs> I'll cook with it, but that's about it now. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move right along. Sam, you are the newest member to the band. I definitely am. because of your talents, not because you are the drummer's girlfriend. <laughs> um, so here's my question, I guess, is... Right. Um, how much did you have to dumb down the bass parts before <laughs> you were able to play them? <laughs> Or did you, you know, spice them up? What was your what was your play there? Oh man. Um I didn't have to dumb them down at all. Oh, so the first the bass player before was a dum dum? I mean I mean James played some of that I bass stuff, it. so I didn't say it. Well, you know what? In fairness, in fairness, I definitely play the bass like a guitar player and our our producer and recording engineer that was that we were working with Randy Beasterfield. He was just like, yeah, let me, let me see that. And he plays it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I am playing it wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> you played so your own I, bass player I, baseline I, wrong. Yeah. Well, no, I played it right. You but just played like, it like a guitar. I played it like a guitar and he's like thumping it and really making it sound great. And I'm like, well shit. So like <laughs> on the, on XIX, there's like me playing bass, our old bassist playing bass, Randy Beasterfield playing bass. There's three of us. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, so. That's a lot. He he technically played drums on As Above, too, because that's not me or Brian. It's oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's true. Fuck. Three drummers? Drummer. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> in fairness. players? Yeah, I mean, Sam came in, and she tripped over the bar because it was on the floor, you know? <laughs> and she fucking picked it up and just started rocking it, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I So I, I want to know like it is always kind of a situation mm-hmm. and I've been in it before when uh, you know, you're in a band with someone and they're like, Hey, my girlfriend can do that part. My girlfriend can sing. My girlfriend can play guitar or whatever, you know? And it's always a weird situation. Cause you're like, yeah, I guess we'll give her a shot. Cause you kind of have to, you know, you're not going to be a dick about it, but 
oh, no, back of your mind, you're dicks like, about it. we were dicks about it. Good. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. You kind of have to be at some point. I got a talking to. Uh, you got a talking to. I got a talking to. Well, here's the thing <laughs> is we, so James and I are married and we absolutely know how complex it can be trying to separate like band business from relationship business and not taking our relationship bullshit into the band. I don't like that riff and we haven't had sex in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So like we, we know how, how difficult it can be, but we've had a lot of practice at it. Um, and so that was like our biggest thing. And it's like, cool. Like, yeah, let's do this thing. She's a great musician. Like it's not her talent that is like making us hesitant. It's like, can you, if you guys like fight right before practice, be like, all right, cool. We solved that after time to actually, you know, be do professional. Yeah. Um, because like I said, we pride ourselves on our professionalism. And so it helps create a healthy, happy work environment. <laughs> well, that's amazing to find, too, because like I'm not like to be licking balls over here or anything. But <laughs> as far as a couple goes, I know everyone fights. Everyone has their disagreements. But I have not seen you guys even be like cross with each other once. So being in a band together might add a little stress, but it doesn't seem like I, – I can't see at least outwardly that anything has gone wrong. Is there like any kind of strain that way or is it oh, yeah. still chill? Uh, sometimes, sometimes at first, at first it was a little bit strenuous because Nate's used to me doing his makeup. Yeah. Oh. She is not about doing that. Anymore. And I don't, I don't, yeah, <laughs> she's got her own cool. shit to worry about. Right? So that's why you look like shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works for his character. No, you know, it's, it's definitely um, new for us, but like, I don't know. And yeah, we fight, but like, even our fights are. They're almost always about existential, eg- existential stuff. Like, but no, I'm our... telling you, there's no God. We're just all one <laughs> being that is experiencing you, something. You don't know how accurate that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in those fights, so I'm. Yeah, do. no. I, I'm very much the nihilist in that. Like, I'm just like, no, it doesn't matter. She's like, no, it all matters. I'm like, no, none of it does. <laughs> and but that's yeah, why it just, all matters. I don't know. Our fights are just like. He, I don't know. In the almost six years we've been together, he's maybe raised his voice at me one time ever. And I've never heard him raise his voice, so that's like, amazing. Can you tell me what it sounds like? Is it crazy? Is yeah. he like? Aah! It's all high pitched and squeaky. Yeah, you change your voice. <laughs> I am not gonna compromise on it. No, when he's mad, he just gets sassy. Yeah, he just gets a little bit attitude. Ooh, attitude, nice. <laughs> oh. I mean, you don't have to be in a relationship with him to know that. Yeah, yeah. So. that's true. I'm trying to get in a relationship, and I know it way too well with him. Yeah. He's a sassy man. I think out of like everyone in the band, like I think that well, besides Haley and I, that will butt heads every once in a while. And our opinions is I'll butt heads with Nate every once in a while, and it's like instantly after he leaves because I'm I'm a bit aggressive with my attitude. Uh-huh. So I'll be like, Nate's just very forward, and it like just sparks it in me, and I'm just like, when he leaves, I'm like, I'm really sorry if I came at you in an, an aggressive tone. I didn't <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. What I meant was this. And he's like, No, you're fine. You guys and I, are like the friendliest <laughs> band I've ever heard of. Half the yeah. time, I'm just like, we saw each other yesterday. Like, yeah. yeah and I'm just like, I'm sorry I told you to go fuck yourself and <laughs> made fun of yeah. your opinion for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. Nothing matters. So. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Pretty Maybe much, that yeah. Helps. yeah. Sam was upset for me, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. James always does that to like us. It doesn't even register as like, sh- like being shitty or anything he's just very aware of everything yeah (laughs) oh he's sensitive that's cool man so am i i cry a lot 
<laughs> I, I cry. I, I cry. honestly I think that's the, why the a lot of this works is because I think everyone in the band is pretty emotionally aware yeah. of other people's feelings for the most part. You're not all disgusting narcissists that just care about what you feel. Right. I <laughs> joke that I am. <laughs> right. 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 I like myself a lot. <laughs> uh, speaking from a podium, I feel you, bro. <laughs> he's got enough. He's got enough confidence for the rest of us. Yeah, he he actually is the confidence of the band. Yeah. Like the rest of us are just goth kids that don't want to leave the basement. And James is like, "We're doing kay, this." Okay, this is stupid. Every band needs one. <laughs> yeah. We we go out like as like band like group affairs that we'll go to. And, like, we got invited to, like, a CD release. And I'm standing there talking to, like, other bands that we've all known forever and we're friends with. I look, and my whole fucking band is gone. Tyler and they're out there. in the hallway. Your friend standing... Tyler. Tyler's with you. He's, yeah. he's now, mingling Tyler, amongst no, no. the people. Tyler and I, maybe it's just guitarists or just egotistical assholes. But we're, like, we're sitting, yeah. <laughs> but we're, like, we're sitting there, and I look, and I'm like, those fucking goth kids. And I go out there, and they're literally just standing by themselves, like, talking. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> it's always these three. There's a lot of people. I, I, I did. I came out. I'm like, it's always you three. Well, it's always you three. I'm surprised that like it didn't just turn into me talking the whole time and they went outside. Almost the same thing happened when we were at Tyler's other band's show at Urban Lounge. What and other band is he in? What are they? Uh, Esther, Esther, Esther Lane. Esther Lane. I don't know them, oh. but I will. Yeah. yeah they're but uh, they're, yeah, good. they're cool. We were just kind of waiting to say goodbye and... Where all three of us were just like, James has got it. And we walked outside. <laughs> yeah. I come out, dude, and I'm saying goodbye to like our friends, like Randy, the guy who records our band. I'm saying goodbye to all these people. I look, and they're fucking gone. And they're like a half a block down the road. And I was just like, I looked at the, the door guy. I'm like, fucking goth kids. <laughs> we gave him the goth goodbye. Yeah, I know. The Faded into the darkness. I saw yeah. it. Disappeared. <laughs> I, you know, every band has to have one or two confident people. And I've made that mistake, too. On my first tour, we went out. And I was like, guys, here's what we're going to do. Before every show, we're going to get a stack of flyers for that date. I've got them all printed out. And we're going to go flyer the local malls, everywhere, bars and shit. So me and the bass player roll out. Because everyone else is just kind of like, oh, well. Uh, they they got this. Okay, it's fine. It's cool. It's whatever. <laughs> they're gone. I'm yeah. going home. Exactly. Everyone's <laughs> got a stack of flyers. Me and the bass player have got all of them gone, and everyone else is just standing there with a full stack. Guys, <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> so now I know what it's like to be in your band. <laughs> that that mentally that. You wanted them to talk to people? I just wanted to, all I wanted. <laughs> how hard is it, you goth kids, to walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, local metal show tonight. Come check it out. We're from Salt Lake. We're badass." It's scary. What if they say no? <laughs> we were in Wisconsin. They're like the nicest people you're ever going to meet. You know, they just like cheese. They like football. And but they're going like to have pop teams. there. <laughs> and then you're going to have to make conversation. And then like my issue is like when I am feeling awkward and I make conversation, I like stutter over my words and then like go on to a like topic that like. I'm like, did you know lemoncelli is made in like Italy? It's like this <laughs> lemon liquor made from lemon pills. Like, I don't know, like so. that's a random thing to get into. Like, yeah. hey, my band's playing. Did you know about this lemon liquor? Yeah, <laughs> they're just like, okay, well, I thought you were cool, but I guess you're just weird. Yeah, pretty <laughs> just much. We'll avoid your band like the plague. Right. Oh, you've got a plague doctor too. Cool, we're yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's the same. But for me, it's I will nervous ramble about really heavy subjects. Right. <laughs> That's I right. feel you. Just random, like, yeah, 
I don't know. Yeah, we don't know how to make normal conversations, so we just don't. That's, <laughs> dude, that's I started a podcast network because I don't know how to make a normal conversation. Right. I was like, here's a news story about a guy getting his dick cut off. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> normal conversations fucking overrated. Fucking overrated. <laughs> rambling, um, like, uh, un not understandably. Okay, that's a word. Um, <laughs> is you know, it's it's the cornerstone of the human experience. Yeah, everybody yeah. thinks everybody's crazy, so don't worry about it. Just go yeah. tell people your band is good and Lemon Liquor exists. Yeah, see, <laughs> I even said it wrong. I think it's Limoncello, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I only drink lemon viola. Thank you. Um, oh, but yeah. So lastly, in this segment, um, I a while back I posted a video, uh, one of your music videos, and I got a rather rude comment mm -hmm. that was, <clears throat> and uh, believe it's not me saying this. Yeah, okay? yeah, okay. yeah. I know. So, not bad, but I can't get over the gimmick costume. She's. Uh, what is it? Essentially, uh, stole from in this moment. Now, yeah. hmm, clearly, he's wrong because you are obviously Lady Gaga's crew uh, right? auditioning to be in Cradle of Filth. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You get it. So, uh, like, what I want to know is, like, does where does the look come from? And if you're ripping anyone off, who? Who am I ripping off? Yeah. Okay. So. What's funny is I know exactly why they said that, and it's because was it the music video Fire? Uh, the red one. Uh, yeah, red. it was actually. Okay, yeah. So um, the red one. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the red one. In in the metal community, there are a few artists that make headdresses for other metal bands, uh -huh. um, and I ordered my headdress from the same place that Cradle Filth orders theirs. In this moment, orders theirs. Holy like, shit behemoth orders theirs what? like so dude like it you've seen it before yeah because yeah. it's the same artist making the and the they make dresses. they make their thing they have their style yes. yeah yeah and then so it's recognizable and then i wear like the the super blonde hair um and automatically for some reason if you have long blonde hair and you're a metal singer you're maria and i'm like no, <laughs> no. is it the family guy oh i won't say it i was gonna say the family guy joke Oh. He keeps calling every Asian person Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. it's Jackie hey, Chan. Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. Look at this fat Jackie Chan over here. Yeah. And so like, and the whole point of fire is, is to kind of reference, like, obviously we grew up in a very religious state and I'm sorry, you cannot take Mormonism and make it scary. Mormonism is the how's your neighbor religion. Like, hi, how are you? I don't know. It's pretty scary. What they got in that religion is that um, black people are evil. Oh, and oh no, not people... its content, but it's its symbolism. Oh, it's imagery. Okay. It's imagery. Uh, imagery is like vanilla ice cream. It's just like. It, they like you said they what about the bowl bathtub have you seen that yeah love that actually love <laughs> I, that that's my but... number one like i have a picture of it saved on my phone so people are like it's not a cult i'll be like really yeah motherfucker explain this shit I, I but but even those. like their costuming and the temples and such like i could not take that and wear it on stage and not make it look silly <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, i mean and they also stole it from the freemasons which is a whole other subject yeah, exactly exactly so like that they wear an apron for fuck's sake <laughs> right you guys aren't threatened by by a r white redheaded Jesus? No. Oh. No. I kind of am, actually, because from what South Park says, they're soulless. Right. So, like, so a lot of our iconography actually comes from, like, Catholicism. And the inspiration for fire was basically, like, uh, 
stained glass in cathedrals. Ooh. Like when you see the saints with the halos. And, okay. um, and so every section you, you see with just a band member, like kind of posing, it's, it's supposed to represent like different parts of what the song is about. Like, damn. And so it's just, and I, I hated that. As soon as the video came out, I actually got a comment on my personal page about that same thing. They're like, oh, in this moment. I was like, what? Not all of us who are blonde and wear headdresses are Maria. Like, <laughs> Also, like, let's take it back to maybe like a Madonna who, yeah. you know, kind of revolutionized that whole deal. I mean, hers yep. were big cone titties. But still, dude, people have been doing this shit for a long ass time. Exactly. And so I, I just laughed and I was like, okay, it is, it is the blonde wig for sure. Um, so I actually changed my hair color. <laughs> Dude, I, the, the, okay. If you haven't seen any of Arsenic Addiction's videos, pause the podcast. Still listening? Okay. You didn't know how to pause, but you can figure it out. <laughs> Anyways, pause the podcast. Go li- look at all their music videos. Everything you guys do is of the highest quality. And the imagery is, like, insultingly good. As in, like, it insults every other band in Utah (laughs) by being so fucking good. I I feel like that's all to Haley's credit and Brian's credit. Because Brian, our former drummer, Uh shot all of our videos. He Mm -hmm. is a fantastic photographer and videographer. Yeah. Um, I, I... like, I try to be like, all right, this symbolizes this. But, mm-hmm. like, your videos, now that I know that it's supposed to be, you know, every member is the one theme of the video, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back, listen to them, and try to figure this shit out because it puts you through different eyes. Yes. Like, that's awesome. To have art that is, like, digestible on so many levels, yeah. it takes a genius. Good job. You're smart. Thank you. Like I said, I am seven feet deep, so... <laughs> I, I and three feet tall. That's yeah, amazing. Like, <laughs> feet. I I try to get out a lot of my like I said my personal bullshit. Like music is my therapy, and so, and like I said, I want people to be able to connect with that. And like I said, through symbolism, they can do that. And so that's all the headdresses were supposed to represent. And I just hate that. Like, I don't know what that representation or symbolism is for Maria. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it any less valid like on either side. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I get that. I mean, it's like how, I mean, this might be getting a little into the weeds for some people, mm-hmm. but a lot of pagan traditions, holidays, and symbolisms were stolen for um, Christian purposes yeah. or just the mainstream purposes. It doesn't make it any less valid to us people that believe in like these pagan wicked traditions. Exactly. But to other people, it means other things. And that's okay. That's chill. Uh-huh. Just like, don't tell me that the opposite isn't totally valid, too. I am my own person. You're not Maria. Yep. And your shit is, at least to me, because I'm not a huge in this moment, man, yeah. much more tolerable and better. Oh, thank I can you. listen to your music. I cannot. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's not for everybody. <laughs> like, I am a metalhead who loves Kesha. Like, so. <laughs> Tick tock on yeah. the clock. Yeah. Does I, she know what Mick Jagger looks like? Oh uh, yeah, she's pretty knows. confident. She she knows. There's, I, there's like a lyric where she's like, "We're not fucking them unless they look like Jagger," and it's like, <laughs> unless they look like a rotted baseball mitt. God. See, but <laughs> I, I think she means like young Mick Jagger. But, yeah, you know, but uh, and I think that music is that music is fun and like for me. Uh, all music serves a purpose and like pop music kind of like that is it's fun. And like Maria's music is fun and relatable on a mass scale. Like my music is a little more niche where, like I said, I write specifically about my own experience and I don't think that's as, um, 
mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, I feel you. I so. mean, the, the darker edge is yeah. not as digestible. Myself, I love pink. Unapologetically, yeah. my favorite pop artist is Pink. She She's is the really punk good. rocker of all the, the pop artists. Well, right. She know. has an amazing voice. Yeah, right. and I'm pretty amazing. sure she kicked my ass, and for some reason it turns me on. For some reason I love it. But, <laughs> you know, it's not like we, you have to just, like, succumb. It's that we can appreciate the fact that your shit is on a different level than these other artists that may look like you in a way. Mm-hmm. But, hey. Your your shit is totally your shit. Thank you. And everyone is entitled to their opinion. Actually, I I've learned to laugh at the hate comments for the most part because Fire got reposted on a black metal YouTube nice. and I was like, "Please don't do that. We're we're not black metal." Really? Like it, it's because like I love black metal but for different reasons than probably most cult kids like black metal. Like mm. I love it. I love the imagery, the symbolism, the costume, like it's arts and crafts for metal kids. I fucking love it. And I feel that. Yeah. I just like the sound is where they lose me because yeah. number one, it's all recorded on a potato or rock. Yes. <laughs> but number two, have you heard Mayhem with Dead? Yeah. <laughs> See, and I, I think what I love about black metal is mostly the attitude. Um, it has that good attitude that is yeah. rebel against everything and everyone in all culture. Yeah. Shit. But, but this is what I mean is like, I am fully aware that like when, like I said, we like to present ourselves very professionally. I like my recordings to sound good. I want my videos to be high quality. I want my costuming to be high quality. And if that's not fucking cool. <laughs> right. So, uh, so when it got reposted on a black metal YouTube, I was like, oh no. And then like, <laughs> Yeah, half the comments, some of them are really good, and the other half were just like, what the fuck is this, man? This isn't black metal. My favorite was one guy was like, grow up. I was like, what, what the Grow up. <laughs> grow up. Dude, Kiss is like 70-year-old Jews putting on makeup and going out there breathing fire and dancing funny. Yeah. yeah. Grow up. You mean not be successful? Fuck you. <laughs> Go to hell. Yeah. But it just makes me laugh because I, I guarantee that person is either like 12 or 50. Oh, you know? yeah. Grow up. <laughs> okay, Boomer. Calm down. Right. Fuck down. Grow up, he <laughs> said on a YouTube comment. Grow up, he said on a I just like I can't even I can't bring myself to comment on anything on YouTube ever mm-hmm. unless maybe something made me like so furious. Actually, I don't even know the last thing I did comment on YouTube. It was probably making fun of someone, making fun of someone. Yeah. You know, I it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, no you like I said, you that is funny that you got that comment because we get that comment all the time. So I changed my hair color. Get over it. fuck them wear the same hair color who gives a shit you be you and let the haters suck a fat dick right and if it happens to be nate's that's fine (laughs) my biggest thing is they're not invited good fuck them i I always try and i'll share to you later of nate's fat dick (laughs) toes down (laughs) i'm sorry oh you're okay i would just say i always try and make my hair color um usually like i said because she's an extension of me I try and make her have the same hair colors as I do. So I had bleach blonde hair for a little while, um, which is why the wig is that blonde. Yeah. And now that I have my natural hair color, I switched to that. But I was like, good. I hope now you you guys can like separate the Wait, two. Wait, it's a wig? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I've been lied to. <laughs> um, so like you, you mentioned, like you give her different hair. Mm-hmm. If anyone here is a fan of Batman, <laughs> <laughs> we know that. 
Bruce Wayne is the second personality of Batman, and Batman is his main personality. Mm-hmm. Now, all of you, when you get on the stage, you obviously have a persona and stuff. Do you consider it, like Sam was saying, like an extension of herself, or do you consider it like a separate person? Both. 100% both, both for me. Where she you get into Moon Knight territory for our comic book fans. That's a little different. A yeah, little, leads to some uh, psychological problems, but I won't criticize. I am mentally ill, so <laughs> same dude. My polar is so fun, right? So, like, she is all the parts of me that are not socially acceptable to be on the daily. Like, she is all of my anger, all of my hate, all of my spite, but turning it into this black revenge magic sort of thing. So, killer. Here, go. Your turn. <laughs> I feel like mine is an extension of myself, like I said earlier. It's just like I get to dress up. I get to be a badass and be in control of everything in that moment of mm. with this group of people. And, yeah, mine's so, definitely an extension of myself. So you'll be a control killer. Got it. Yeah. yeah. And you too? Really similar to what Haley said. Just uh, it, it is me. It's just without the filters. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. Nay, boyfriend. I mean, I I think it's just an extension of me. I don't know. I feel like someone else will have to weigh in. I just kind of found a vibe that I liked for dressing up because I'm not fancy enough for James's version, or and I'm not savage enough for. I don't know. I I feel like your character is almost a different person from you. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, like that's just how I see it. Like. So really, for for everyone else, it's kind of more like an extension for you. It's it is a character you're kind of playing. I guess it? so, because like I'm pretty like like Chill. I don't like to get you know I don't like my hands to get dirty, but yeah. I'm playing a caveman essentially, like a man of the woods kind of guy. So and whenever I talk to you about anything past like you know how was the food, it's you know not fire, you know you're. A fairly intelligent dude Thank that you. does more than just hit sticks against skins. <laughs> Though that's what you're best at, you know, <laughs> can't help it. Right. And I would say Nate's character is an extension of himself in the way of those things, where he does put a lot of heart and soul into his, his performance and his music. And, like, um, it's just the costuming part, I think, is more of the character. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, I feel that. Yeah. yeah. I get- like, I've wanted to do a band that has costumes and a theme and all that shit for years, but I can't get anyone onto the idea of being like, okay, so what you got to do? You can't just be your normal self that goes and pays taxes and shit. Yeah. You got to be this character that's larger than life. Not everyone's down for that. And I get it. Like, it's totes. It's cool. Fuck uh, it. Like I said, it is a lot. It it's is. A I lot. mean, so when we get ready for shows, not only do we have to, you know, drag all of our equipment, then we have to drag all of our stage show shit. And then you have to take your makeup. Yeah. And then you've got to figure out, well, do I do my makeup before or after I load? And then, like, what's the best time to do that? And are we wearing contacts or not wearing contacts? And if show you are up? wearing contacts, how am I going to load my shit on and off the stage? Yeah. I'm blind. And because of all this, we <laughs> often forget stuff. Oh, yes. I get that. It was me last time. I forgot our, like, our whole backing track setup. You dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it was a local show, and we were able to just be like, excuse us. We'll yeah. be back. Ace's High Saloon. Yeah. yeah. Best bar in Utah. Um, so, all right. So you survived the, what did I say? Sriracha, Sriracha Cheeks? Yep. Sriracha Sriracha. Nalgas, whatever I did. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) what we're going to do now, we're going to go for another song and then we're going to get into some horror fun questions of spooky season because that's where we're at. 
store. <sighs> so what is our next song? What's everyone going to hear? Fire. This track is straight fire, y'all. And it doesn't involve one trap beat proudly. <laughs> but check out the video because it's a cool video. You can catch Maria Brink in it. It's yeah, dude. Awesome. So here is Fire by Arsenic Addiction 2019. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all these tracks. But yeah, 2019. Check it out. can't remember your old band's name but uh <laughs> dead revelator it's by dead revelator <laughs> not arsenic addiction oh wait it is so um tell me about that song like lyrically where is it coming from uh is there any fun trials or tribulations with that one i mean that's just the whole album man 
<laughs> Arsenic Addiction, the band of trials and tribulations. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be one of the element songs, and it wasn't supposed to have any vocals to it at all. But yeah, so initially, when we were writing uh, the elements to kind of complete like our ritual on the CD, um, all the elements were supposed to be completely just instrumental. Hmm. And we wrote Fire, and I felt such a connection with it and just where I was at. And Fire, so lyrically, it's basically just about um, my personal religious drama and like this whole this whole album has a theme of just burning shit to the ground. Like <laughs> Jesus is a cunt, right? <laughs> so uh, that's basically all it is: is basically becoming like Molly Feacham, just becoming something better from from burning. Hell yeah, <laughs> burn, burn it all. That's dope. I like that. <laughs> yeah, but we were- like he said, it's also the one of the five elements in the pentacle. So, um, like I said, we wanted the album to have like that magical property of, okay, this is fire, this is water, and this is um, spirit, which is the center element. And this needed to be, I needed it to be just brutal and dark and chaotic um, because fire is so unforgiving. I wanted you to feel how unforgiving it was. Which makes so. sense that it got onto that black metal playlist. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah that. I think we like started writing fire like twice and it became other songs in the uh on the album like the first rendition of fire actually became tomb of sleep because yeah, I was going to say that I think I remember you guys yeah. being like oh it's going to be fire it's going to be empress mm-hmm. yeah we kept calling it yeah. empress at first and, and then... you're like wow oh you mean fire like it's going to be a really good song <laughs> it's going to be dope right yo it's yeah, going to be dope. fire track <laughs> Yeah, I was stoked that I got to come up with like a full black metal riff. I was like, hell yeah, no one can take that away from me. And then the black metal kids were like, yes, we can. We're taking it away. We're it, taking is, it, away. <laughs> it is rad. I mean, it is one of the ones that did confuse me as to like, do I call him black metal? Do I call him, you know, gothiness? Or right. Whatever, you know. I mean, it's not to the point of confusion where it's like, you're not like ghost. You don't look apart and then sound completely different. You Simon know? and Garfunkel of metal. Oh. <gasps> Oh, hello, Satan, <laughs> our old friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've never heard that. That tape, would be a I, great cover yeah, for them. It would, yeah. right? <laughs> Sounds about the same time frame. Yeah, Disturbed yeah. got it already. They yeah, they ruined it. it. They they <sighs> took it first. The problem with that Disturbed cover is like, for example, my mother loves that version of Sound of Silence. Same with her Same dad. with my mother. I I don't and like it because they use it as a bridge to get to us. They're like, well, I like Disturbed. Oh, yeah. And you're like, no. That's no, you a, don't, Dad. That's the same. When my mom started listening to it, she goes, you like Disturbed, right? I just found this song. And I was like, yeah, they're, do you know what they sound like? She, <laughs> does she say, look, I'm a rocker now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, basically that kind of shit. And it, I hear it all the time from like old lady. I used to work at a grocery store. I hear it from old ladies that work there and shit. And I'm like, yeah, I love Disturbed. One song, but I love them. They're great. You know what? If they're... Bridging generations, sure, whatever. Yeah, it's chill. You know, they're never going to listen to the songs that I actually like from whatever. that band, and I will not apologize for liking those songs. But yeah. they they won't get to those songs. But hey, they're supporting a band I've supported for years. So right. fuck it. Yeah, yeah could you imagine if like your mom or like a grandparent walked up and they're like, "Hey, I listened to Cannibal Corpses, fucked by a knife." <laughs> Pretty cool. Have you ever heard Hammer Smashed Face? <laughs> I think I think that'll be you as a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When grandpa's like, 
I'm going to play you a classic here. It's called I Come Blood. <laughs> Drops the needle. <laughs> uh, that is one of my favorite live intros, though, is this song's about shooting blood out of your car. <laughs> I come blood. No idea how he does it with a straight face every night. It's amazing. Uh, and speaking of coming blood, let's talk about some horrors because it's spooky season. Yeah. yeah. Some, some whores? So we're going to talk about some whores. <laughs> First up is Maria Brink. <laughs> oh I don't know very much of their catalog, so that one song is all I can reference right now. Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so with you being spooky people, I wanted to go around the room and find out what is your favorite horror movie ever? Or is there one that like turned it for you and made you go, oh shit, horror is the shit. Either way, you know. Whatever comes to mind first, I guess. Well, I'm wearing mine. Like, <laughs> I'm wearing my Halloween shirt. Like, Halloween was my favorite as a kid growing up. Hell to the yeah. Feel yeah. that. And still is one of my favorites. How do you feel about the Rob Zombie versions? Because people have polarizing opinions on that. So, I am not, like, a huge fan of, like, that grungy, like, have to have, like, the rape scenes and everything. Like, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like, that one... I like the fact that he tried to make him scary. Yeah. But I always thought the thing that was scary about Michael Myers was the fact that you don't know why he snapped. Okay. And then giving him the traditional, uh, you know, killing animals and all this stuff, just more or less like humanized him and took away that fact of pure evil. Now he's just a big juggernaut psycho motherfucker. Yeah. And the thing that I liked about it was it's like the original film, he's just a seven-year-old kid, just like normal kid. His family wasn't fucked up. They gave him like some plor- story plots later on in like the l- movies and stuff that his dad was like abusive and stuff. Yeah. But I liked the idea of just like this normal kid one day just killing his sister and never speaking again. And he's just like he's he's called the shape in the original film. He's just this darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's why he can't die. And that's why like whenever he gets out and kills anyone, it's he's unstoppable because it's not a real person anymore. So that's what I liked about it. And he kind of humanized him in the sense and kind of went that whole grunge factor with it, which was entertaining. I'll say it was entertaining. Very entertaining, especially for the age it, when they came out. Very entertaining. Yeah, I liked it when it came out. But then, like, as I got older and was, like, watching him and then com- kind of comparing them, mm. like, the especially the new one that came out and was it 2019? Yeah. Yeah, that one I loved because it's so funny. Like, someone like Danny McBride goes to John Carpenter and shows him. He's like, yeah, I want to make this movie. And John Carpenter hasn't given a shit about Halloween since the first one, even though he made the second one. H2O made that very apparent. Yeah. He didn't want to have any part of it. And then these guys kind of tell him, yeah, we're going to ignore every movie after the first one. We're not going to do even your second one. We'll just do the first one directly to ours. And then this trilogy, we're going to do and end it. But season of the witch is canon. (laughs) I like season of the witch. I like all of them. Didn't one come out like this year? Uh, One's coming out on the 15th. Yeah. So like I, that's always been my favorite is just that idea of the unexplainable. And I think he just explained it too much for me. And I feel that. And it it. it comes down to like the videography in it, because like in those movies, the first one, first and second, I guess you don't see him really kill anybody, but they end up dead. He was there. They're dead. And that's it. They left the killing and the actual gore of it off screen, and that is terrifying. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, how the fuck did this happen? You end up with these people in these ways, and you're like, oh, 
shit. Because he's a psycho. Like, yeah, he's evil. I uh, will say it was great to watch him drown Danny Trejo, though. That was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, we were friends, Mikey. I treated you good. Yeah, he's like, shut the fuck up. I know, exactly. <laughs> it's like, there are things about the new ones that I appreciate and I love them. And the newest one, like you said, is probably one of my favorites, too. It, it, it hit all good. the notes for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hit them all and nailed it. The one thing I've heard a complaint about on that one is a friend of mine is a super gun nut. And I get it. He loves guns. Not going to let that go. But he's like, yeah, she picked up this gun to defend her house when Michael came to her house. But she totally could have used like a shotgun or this or that. And I'm like, why? Who cares? She picked up a thing that shoots out a metal thing real fast and hot. It's going to stop somebody. Doesn't matter, you know. But she's all, he, you know, people freak out about She could have had a bazooka. <laughs> I would have done it. She could have had a vest full of grenades. Who knows, you know. <laughs> Like that, it's those little nitpicky things. So you're not yeah. super nitpicky in that way. No, I look at movies, especially horror movies, as like entertainment. And then I, I, at the end, if I'm like, well, that was entertaining, but it was dumb. Yeah. Like, I can even, yeah, I can <laughs> even find like the little stuff in there being like, well, I liked it. Like that's why B-rate horror movies are there because they're dumb, but they're still fun. Like some of the best horror movies are B-movies, dude. Yeah. Like I, what is it? Um. Evil Dead, mm-hmm. yeah. beest of the B movies, regarded as legendary yeah. in the genre. There will be a moment of silence across the world when Bruce Campbell dies. Oh, That's my God, dude. Is. And then after that moment of silence, a bunch of chainsaws will wrap duct tape to arms. <laughs> and we'll See, and all I would hear is you just hear groovy. <laughs> <laughs> groovy. Yes. Hell to the king, baby. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's my personal favorite. Hell yeah. Um, Haley? Oh, man. I don't even know. I will I will say the scariest has to be the exorcist still for me. Yeah, I dude. That. Yeah, anyway, dude. Sorry, go ahead. Um I don't know what my favorite horror movie is. I will have to say my favorite horror genre is is kind of like the spooky haunted possession uh type movies. I love slashers and gore and all that stuff, but eventually I just get like really bored of watching. So you like the idea of a young maiden losing control tells me too much about your guys' sex life, but <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, mostly j- just like in in any aspect. The supernatural uh, is so interesting to me. So whether yes. it be religious or just like a haunted house or like I really enjoy those type of movies. So um, I like the James Wan universe a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he can get really... <laughs> really french and left field all of a sudden like with insidious like and then all of a sudden like the killer is killing someone with a croissant or a bag <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Like, hell yeah well like i don't know if you remember have you you've seen insidious right the yes. first one okay well to me that was really spooky and the idea of like this purgatory place called the further and like i was like oh this is awesome and it like scared the shit out of me and then the second half of the movie um yeah like i said it just got really like avant-garde where he you go into the further and you see all the different ghosts and that was cool. But then like the main demon is like Darth Maul. Yeah. Making puppets, sharpening his hooves or whatever. And I was that like, That was my first happened? thought when I saw it. I was like, is that Darth Maul? <laughs> really? George Lucas is going to be pissed. <laughs> and I, I'm bad with soundtracks and the sounds of these movies, but this one, Insidious is the tiptoe through the window. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Uh-huh. That, that song, number one, is scary. But yes. I don't know if you know this, but Tiny Tim... The guy who did that song uh-huh. and especially that version, um, he died on stage. He was also a tall, gaunt, 
I'm sorry, ugly looking motherfucker. Yeah. He died on stage and nobody, re- they thought it was part of the show at first. And it was mm-hmm. a tall dude, long hair, almost as beautiful as yours, Nate's, um, <laughs> uh, playing a ukulele. Yeah. That's all he did. Yeah. It's fucked up. Once you know that, it, to me at least, it makes Insidious even more scary. Right. And I, I do. I just like those supernatural elements. Like James mentioned, The Exorcist is one of my favorite movies because yes. it was made in the 70s. Yeah. And it is so uncomfortable to watch. Well, in that one, they experimented with like sounds to purposely make people uncomfortable and, it, it and trigger things. <laughs> and there's like, I don't know if you've seen the little, like there's a single um, frame of it, well, a couple frames of it throughout the movie of like a like a demon, demon face thing. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. kind of made Pazuzu. people lose their bullshit yeah. for a minute. And there's a very interesting... Um, American Horror Story, uh, they did like singular stories that are Mm self-contained. They have one about movies that make people kill each other and go crazy and lose their minds. And they use The Exorcist as an example in that. And uh, it makes sense as why when people didn't know all these film tricks and all this shit, it made people lose their fucking minds. And like I said, even with the technology and the CGI we have today, The Exorcist still holds up, which to me, a lot of 70s movies don't like – but what I love about 70s horror in general is I think it was all about that, not necessarily gore, but just being uncomfortable. Like Rosemary's oh, yeah. Baby is so uncomfortable to watch. Oh, yeah. Like her own husband's like, yeah, I'm going to let the devil rape you so I can be a famous movie star. And I'm like, ew. Like she trusts him indefinitely and they move into this place and she's so excited about just being a mother and like being a mother myself, like, and going through this, like, crazy pregnancy and, like, like, it was just, like, oh, my God. So, yeah, for me, like, most of the older movies just hit more of those, like, really creepy notes for me where the newer stuff were, like, in my opinion, too much on CGI and not on practical effects, so. Oh, yeah, practical effects and, like, I I don't know if this is somewhat outside, but still inside the horror genre, I think. Have you seen the Kevin Smith movie Tusk? No, I've heard about it, though. So in that movie, he literally made it to raise funds for his next movie. Okay. But it's basically about a mad scientist, loves walruses, turns Justin Long, um, if you know Justin Long, quirky little white guy with, you know, hey, I'm awkward, uh, sensibilities, uh, turns him into a walrus. All right. Basically. And they use practical effects for the walrus at the end. And it is fucking disturbing. Yeah. Like, look it up. It is gross looking. And those practical effects, like in The Thing, practical effects are so much more effective on That's us. what made uh, the new um, Evil Dead, the remake, so yeah. good is they did no CGI. It was all just makeup. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy shit. I, I love that new Evil th- Dead, too. They might have done a little bit. I thought they didn't. But, like, even, like, the blood raining down was just, like... Just a truck full full of blood. blood. That's awesome. Also, truck full of blood. My new album coming out this (laughs) September. (laughs) We're recording this in October. (laughs) Uh, Sam, what do you got? Scooby-Doo Spooky Island. Dude. So the first live action one? one? I like that one, too. Oh, yeah. No, well, is um, that a serious answer? Because it was a sexual <laughs> awakening for me, Linda Cardellini. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah. no, I just really loved that when I was a kid. Um, horror is a difficult genre for me because I am already such an anxious person. <laughs> so um, into my adult life, I haven't watched a ton of horror. 
Um, but when mm-hmm. I was a teenager, yeah, I really liked a lot of the slasher movies, you know, like yeah. a lot of the Rob Zombie films and like Saw, stuff like that. Um, I think one movie, I actually ordered a digital copy that's at my house now so that I can rewatch it as an adult Physical to see if it's copy. actually scary or if I was just 11. Jurassic Park. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Stephen King's Rose Red. Really? Because when I was a kid, that scared the fucking wasn't shit that, out of wasn't me. Wasn't that a TV release? Yeah, it was a series yeah. originally. Yeah, yeah I, I remember it, I don't know. I just it. remember it being a really long movie, and I yeah. watched it. I used to fall asleep to that, um, Scooby-Doo Spooky Island, yeah. and The Labyrinth. And those oh. were in rotation as my go-to-bed go movies. Um, Turn back, Sarah. And <laughs> Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it was actually scary if, or if I was just a kid. Yeah. So I'm really excited to watch it now as an adult. Um, you really should, because I, I had an ex. Uh, we were engaged in all that horse shit. Uh-huh. Um, and because of that, I had some blinders on. And she was like, trust me on my horror taste. Wrong. Um, <laughs> and she was like, let's watch this Rose Red. It's real scary. I can't wait for you to see how not scary and just boring it is. <laughs> yeah. I fell asleep. We tried to watch it three times together. Fell asleep every fucking time. Yeah. I just feel like there are some movies that are like that, though. Yeah. Like, there are two movies that I, as a 30-year-old woman, still dream about from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And the movie Trolls Yeah, was one of those. Uh-huh. Oh, you mean the animated feature with the one that farts glitter? No, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Just like, sure. like the old, it's a horror movie. Or is it, it's, it's called Trolls, right? It's Trolls 2. It's Trolls 2, okay? Oh, okay, yeah. And it, like, haunted my <laughs> dreams for forever, and I had no idea Is what the movie the was. they talk about Nilbog, right? Yeah. Yeah, Nilbog. <laughs> and that just, like, played in my head, and I was like, it scared the shit out of me, even as a grown woman. And then I finally watched the show, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's, there's a scene in that that I dig so much, and it's this, like, witch lady. and the acting Wait, witch lady? The, so the witch lady who goes into uh, the dude's, like, trailer, like, their camper, and she's like all sexified, like she did like a spell on herself to make herself sexy. And she goes Girl. to eat this like corn you on the corn? cob with the dude, and they're like eating it together, and it starts popping. And then like she leaves, and he's dead, but he's like buried in popcorn. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a good way to go. I love that's how I want to die. <laughs> it's either that or fucking cotton candy. Fair foods is what he's about. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, as an adult, I think I really enjoy a lot of the more cheesy 80s stuff. Like, uh, we watched Nightmare on Elm Street recently. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. The first one? Oh, yeah. yeah. That like is how- what turned me to horror. Is- That's That was a big one for me, too. I thought, because comedy's always been kind of a thing for me. I like, yeah. I like jokes when it's not appropriate and shit. Yeah. And what's not appropriate is to joke when you're killing somebody. So Freddy Krueger always resonated with me. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Don't no, lie, it's dude. Great. You liked uh, what? Who was in it again? Ah, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp in a crop top. That's oh, why yeah. you liked it. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I love the visual of Johnny Depp in a crop top, especially when I was young enough who that doesn't? it was still legal between us. Fair. Um, but when he gets sucked into that bed, I don't know if you know how much blood is in the human yeah. body, but it's not the gallons and <laughs> right. gallons and gallons that pour out of that bed. See, and Freddy Krueger was one of my, like, also childhood traumas because I had a very, like, teenage uncle that would babysit us, and that was his version of babysitting. He would literally tie my sisters and I to a couch and put on Freddy Krueger and be all, all right, I'm going to go get snacks here. Literally tie you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh my God. Like, I think you were so abused. Sorry. Yeah, no, you know that as an adult, but as a kid, you're just like... Oh my god, like this is terrifying. And then you go home and tell your parents, like, hey, like Uncle Brandon and just watch this movie and they're like, 
it's not real. It's not scary. And I'm like, but then as an adult, you look back and you're all, maybe, maybe that wasn't a good thing. Yeah. Maybe he actually just fucked you up psychologically for the rest of your life, and you're going to get a bunch of goths together to perform a funeral on stage. Right, to to perform black magic on stage. And, for weird. Uh, I actually kind of have a theory about Freddy Krueger. I don't know if this is a connection that anyone's... I've tried to look it up to like find out what Nightmare on Elm Street is all inspired on. Yeah. Um, I, I know another guy that has a podcast and he just kind of talks about like paranormal stuff. Um, what podcast? Let's shout it out. Uh, fuck. I don't remember. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't remember. Listen he, to fake magic from Utah. <laughs> no, but he, uh, <laughs> he talks about, uh, he talks to people that have, uh, had like sleep paralysis and have seen the hat man. Oh shit. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. And, um, I mean, I, I get tons of sleep paralysis, but I never, I've never seen that. But I don't know why I made that connection. I was like, dude, that kind of resembles like Freddy Krueger a little bit. Cause you know, he has the hat and the burned face yeah. and everything. And I was like trying to Google it forever. I was just like, was that hat man, like the inspiration for Freddy Krueger? And I couldn't find any leads that would, uh, confirm that. But yeah. I was just like, I don't know. Cause it seems like that's a common thing that people have seen. Or experienced oh, yeah. uh, if they experience sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I'm really My, curious if that is the inspiration for Freddy Krueger. I would bet money, honestly, mm-hmm. because he's such a haunting character, only seen in dreams. Yeah, and I I would stop sleeping to not see that anymore. Right. right. Yeah. My sleep paralysis is just the shadow people. Yeah. Is yeah. that <laughs> so? I've never had it. I have an ex that did. Um, and she would describe it as like demons around her bed and all kinds of things. And I'm like, I can tell you, I sleep in the same bed. <laughs> Didn't see any of that shit. So what do you like? What do you see or how do you experience? Is it, is it even sight or do you just feel like things? Are some there? people, some people hallucinate. I've never, I have had auditory hallucinations with sleep paralysis. Like I've had something tug my hair and then growl in my ear and <laughs> nate you dirty dog <laughs> <laughs> um but i i have never actually seen something in my room my eyes are always closed but it's always this feeling of um like something's on your chest mm-hmm. something's holding you down something <laughs> like and you can't move like the way i describe it and the way i always experience it is like Sometimes it's during a nightmare too that you can't get out of. <gasps> I've, oh, mm-hmm. fuck that. Yeah, and I I'm trying to scream. I'm trying to get like I've tried to like get Nate's attention to wake me up and I can't oh, move. I can't God. scream. I can't move anything. It's terrifying. Oh. Um but I think it would be more terrifying if I like woke up from it and started seeing shit. Yeah. No shit, <laughs> so dude. I feel like my sleep paralysis is probably a little bit a little bit more mild because of that. But So Nate, <laughs> do you have some favorite horror? Oh boy, um, I sure don't really watch horror movies very much. Um, sorry, <laughs> I, I, you don't. You don't have any of them that stick out. I mean, I I do enjoy the cheesy old ones, okay. like like old like that. I like the old Freddy Krueger one. Um, I actually been wanting to rewatch the new one with her, the one from like it's like from 2010, but it's the only one yeah. with like without Robert England, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, is. It's, from, it's with the dude from uh, Watchmen. Uh, oh, that played um, uh, Rorschach. Yeah, he okay. he does like the exact same voice the whole time. Um, Truth. And I I like more like thriller ones. 
Okay. Like, like Michael uh, Jackson is. Yeah, exactly. I nice. like watching just Michael Jackson's music videos as horror movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. That thing is like ten minutes long, at least. It is, dude. Yeah. Like, I gotta sit down with some popcorn and watch that fucking video. <laughs> um, no, but I like. Um, like, I've been trying to get her to watch Blue Ruin, and I like. Uh, we watched Green Room, and she liked that. So, like, stuff like that. Green Room, that one's the one with Patrick Stewart, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one Nazi. is, yeah, especially because it involved Nazis and Nazi punks fuck off is in the soundtrack, so I was mm-hmm. super stoked. Mm-hmm. That one surprised me. I just was flipping around on Netflix one day and it was there. <sighs> Way kick-ass movie. So good. Super underrated and almost no one's heard of it. I need people to know that movie. Yeah. I'm so glad you know that movie, especially as a band. Oh, and being a band guy, you guys are band people. That idea blows my mind and scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's really oh, good. So oh, good. But I, and I watched yeah. it because I liked Blue Ruin, but Blue Ruin is messed up. Like, it's, it's a messed up movie. Yeah. Are they made by the same people? Mm-hmm. Or Okay. One of the dudes, like, I think one of the dudes who ends up surviving in Green Room is, like, the main guy in Blue Ruin. They're sequels. Got it. Is it? Is <laughs> it's they not, have a color theme. Definitely not the the same character, but he, it's the same actor. Is it this? Maybe I I'm wrong. Is it the same director as like Hereditary? I actually don't know. And like I just know those Midsummer. two are the same dude. Ah, oh, love Midsummer. Love oh, okay, yeah, no, that is probably one of my favorite more recent Mids- horror movies. Hell yeah. Oh my god, Midsummer. so good. I yeah, saw Hereditary very recently, which is pathetic, I know, because it's been out for years. Yeah. But I still haven't I, seen it. I haven't so. seen it yet no either. Dude. <laughs> I good. want to. It's on my list for spooky season. It is very good. It's a good one, so I won't ruin anything. But it's seriously, there is a part where someone takes off a piece of their body with something you can find in a piano. And <laughs> it is... It's disturbing. It... I seriously Ooh. saw it before I fell asleep, like for a week. It was Ooh. awful. It's and, bad. Which well, sounds someone, like not my kind of movie, dude. Watch it. <laughs> just saying, if you want to, just think of me at night. That's fine, and watch it. I know you do that already. But um, I, someone told me it was the same person who did um, the witch. Mm-hmm. Also love that movie. Most people do. Now I. <laughs> I tried, tried yeah. to watch it, it's tried slow. to like it's it. It's a slow burn. And for a person like Des, not an attention grabber. Mm-hmm. So I fell asleep in it, watched it again, and I was like fully awake and sober and everything. And I was like, oh, God, fuck. Just not my kind of movie. Yeah. So to see Hereditary and be blown out of the water, like, whoa, this is fucking cool as shit. Can't wait for Midsummer, But also, totally different vibe they shifted with mm-hmm. those two. That's a good director there that can make you feel a different vibe I, from each film. I don't oh, think bit, The Witch is the same director. Uh, I don't know who it is. They're from the same studio. Oh, yeah, they're okay. on the same studio. studio. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I actually, I love Midsummer, mm-hmm. And it, I think it's because it brainwashes you as you're watching it. Oh, oh no. yeah. Yeah, you don't know yeah. who to, you don't know where you stand at the end. You're like, wait, what? Wait, who won? What's the funny, good guy or the bad guy? Who right? is the good guy and the bad guy? Well, you end up sympathizing with with the main character, and ultimately, she's not right either. Do you know what I mean? Like, everything she's doing is fucked up, and oh, the whole movie's is, fucked up. It is a slow burn. A yeah. lot of people found it really boring and just like, okay, get Midsummer, to the point. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think that's what I liked about it so much is that it's not like a jump scare movie yeah. it's like one that kind of like very slowly gets you in the mood and then it very slowly like gets into your mind mm-hmm. uh, and then a few days later you're like oh my god that's 
fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like it I looks like so it it like on the surface it's so innocent. You're just like, yeah, good for her. Right? And then like three days her. later you're like, that's not fucking good at all. No. Holy shit. No. <laughs> so that is it's that a... is my favorite thing that like as she's being brainwashed by the cult, so are you. Like Yes. So it's just... Absolutely. I'm so like, I, guess I we want know to be on I'm mushrooms watching. with all of them. You haven't yeah, seen this yet? Good, I haven't seen Midsummer. You have to see I, it. I oh haven't either. God. It's okay. That's not cool. We'll watch it together naked. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is some of my favorite types of movies out of any genre. If you can get into your brain and make you think a certain way like yeah that's why i liked like out of all of rob zombies films i liked uh devil's rejects because at the end you feel bad for the killers yeah you you, like when i remember like when he's choking out um baby rob zombie's wife's Mm -hmm. character the cop is and he's completely justified in everything he's doing these people are monsters and then like all of a sudden don't do that yeah Yeah. you're like don't do that unless it's consensual and yeah. real fun. Like, right. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, the brother shows up and just breaks his neck. And, like, in the theater, I was just like, yes. And I'm like, wait, what? Am I sympathizing <laughs> with a villain that just skinned a lady? Yeah, I'm like, no, or wait, skinned a guy? Guys. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, that was a. I, I, I agree. When they twist you like that and you're like, wait, I was rooting for the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't help that they went out to fucking Leonard Skidder blaring down the highway with a bunch of guns. That's cool. Yeah. How could you not root for them? I mean, yeah. that's the best way to go that out. Ending, that's that how ending I'm going out. So good. <laughs> that's actually probably the um, my favorite Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, yeah it's a that's good one. my Devil's favorite Rejects. One too. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack is like so good. Mm-hmm. I combine Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand, whereas they're very different. And yes. House of a Thousand is much more comic booky yes. and like flash arty almost. Not flash art like in a uh, like a tattoo sense, but flash art as in like these big images that hit you. Um, oh, man, it is totally different. But because it's one story, I connect them, and they're so good together. Absolutely. I I actually view it this way, that uh, House of Thousand Corpses is the view of through the eyes of the victim, which is why they're those big, crazy images with like lots of gore and lots of color. And And it's all very over the top. Yep. And then um, Devil's Rejects is through the eyes of the killers. So Okay, that makes sense as to why the vibe changed. But also, um, Rob Zombie's stuff... I watched an interview with him and he's like, what is it? 70s to 80s is very perfect for horror because it's just technologically advanced enough, but not as much as like cell phones are super common and Mm -hmm. you can just call out for help and all this. And I can't remember that movie set in like the 80s or some shit. Uh, 70s, yeah. 70s, 80s, yeah. Yeah. So it's, he's right. It's perfect for a victim, which sounds terrible. But no, for I, a horror movie's purposes. It's a good setup. Perfect. Also, Brian Posehn dies in like the worst way. Yeah. <sighs> R.I.P. Uh, my biggest, biggest gripe with Rob Zombie is like, it's kind of like how I was talking about Rosemary's Baby earlier. I mean, that movie is about rape, essentially, but it helps carry the story plot. It has a purpose and a meaning. It's just not like, oh, gratuitous rape because it's uncomfortable. Here you go. Yeah. And that's like Rob Zombie's go-to all the time. And I'm just like, yeah. why? <laughs> Why? Also, another gripe that maybe might not be the popular opinion, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Does he have to include his wife in everything? Yes. Right. She's not the greatest actress ever, Mm -hmm. but he treats her as though, no, you can tackle anything. Which was like with Halloween 2, his Halloween 2. 
Just saying, man. I no, I agree. Need her to reoccur, you know. I agree. I think they should have cast a, a different person as the mother because, yeah, it wasn't believable because you see her. That's also the issue when you play a character like Baby. Yeah, is she so iconic? Like I couldn't take her out of that role. Yeah, she's like, Baby now. Yeah, that's all you can have is she's Baby. And yeah. plus, as far as her acting skills goes, nailed it with Baby. Yes. No one could have nailed it like she could have. Chinese, Japanese, I'm going to look at these every fucking time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Come on. But um, I, I just, yeah, cool. So now we know where we sit in horror movies, but uh, spooky season. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you two have kids. Yes. You two are just fun. Do you have... <laughs> Like costumes and stuff picked out. Like, do you like theme your Halloween? Oh. How how Halloween are these people here? I'm obsessed. I am obsessed. Not only from like, um, like the magical aspect and Sam Hain and the time of year and being a fall basic bitch. Like Sam Hain, great bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I also like the commercialism side of Halloween with like the dressing up and the costumes and the candy and I love seeing kids get out and do things and just like. The spooky and it's all things death, you yeah. know, so which I love. So it is is definitely like a big thing at our house. Like we deck out. Yeah. Fat, ma, ma fucking, what is it? <laughs> Malfeasance. 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 Nailed it. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, we usually do group costumes with our family. This year we're being Disney villains. Um, last year we were um, different, like old school, old Hollywood monsters. Ooh. So I was Nosferatu, Ooh. Count Olaf. I was the monster from Frankenstein. Yeah. So when you had to go home and lay it down with Nosferatu, was that like a boner killer? <laughs> Strangely into it. The nails is what did it, huh? Nails and the, the, the two teeth. The little teeth. I was like, no, no. <laughs> Leave them in. See how this goes. I've never gotten hard while watching that film, so <laughs> I can't relate, bro. See, but this year we're being Disney villains, and I'm gonna be Madame Medusa from the first Rescuers movie. Oh, nice! Yeah. And when they told me, I was immediately like, "I'm Gaston." Oh, I, I would have figured. <laughs> <laughs> I would have figured you for a Jafar. You know what? That would have been great, but culturally more appropriate for me to be. <laughs> as long as you don't brown face it yeah, or do something true. super racist, you're good. And so, I think I just immediately jumped on Gaston because he cracks me up. And because like, he's gay? Well, he's gay well, in the new one, but the I can gay. totally be that way. But like, I no, don't know if you saw the old one, but... he's. Mm, I think LeFou's always been gay. I don't know if Gaston's gay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, when, you, when you're in the woods for such a long time and your only companion <laughs> I've slayed many monsters and jammed them down my throat I mean I have slayed many monsters and my little companion was my, right by my side my favorite line from like the original cartoon is like when he's like LeFou my old friend I've been thinking and he's like a dangerous pastime I know <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, butt sex yeah he's like <laughs> More beer, Gaston? What's the point? Nothing helps. <laughs> I love it, dude. What are you guys being this year? I need to use that tailcoat that I got, so I'll be a vampire. <laughs> she's Ooh. a vampire lady. And, and, and then she's been trying to convince me to even dress up at all. I don't... You don't dress up? What are you, fucking boner kill over I, here? Yes. I mean... <gasps> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I haven't felt the, 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 the holy Halloween spirit the last couple of years. Nothing it has, matters. It I'm a nihilist. Rough. It has been rough, dude. 
Like I wore my costume last year for an hour and was like, yep, that's good. You know what I wore yeah, last year? I wore my Wilford costume, which is basically a comfy onesie. Wilford okay. Brimley? Diabetes? No. <laughs> uh, why Just would that a be a onesie? I don't know. I imagine Wilfred Brimley could like a, wear a onesie. He just zips it off and he's like... It's just like a picture of his face. <laughs> you can get all your prescriptions shipped right to your house. <laughs> I'm Wilfred Brimley. That's what, I just, that's what I tell all the kids when they come to the door. I just give them pills. Nate, you're scary as fuck. Oh my god, insulin! <laughs> I'm Wilfred Brimley and I have diabetes. I black out and last night I hit my wife. I found out my wife's been dead for 30 years. Who the hell did I hit? Fucking <laughs> family guy. I was just going to ask if that was a family guy. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. the hell did I hit? So, uh, now that we've answered the question of who's boring in the band, that's Nate. Yep. Um, <laughs> who... Real quick, I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about fire, uh-huh. but with your headdress, yes. you said um, I, uh, you said you got it from somebody super famous that makes these headdresses. So it is a, a, a shop in the UK called Hysteria Machine, mm-hmm. and a lot of bands go there for like their headdresses, and um, the halo that Maria Brink wears is called the Madonna halo, because Ooh. it's inspired from Madonna. So. Weird. Yeah. So pop culture makes its way, you know, everywhere. And same thing with religious iconography. Nobody owns it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you said, like, behemoth and shit gets their yeah. shit from there? Yeah. So when you see in their music videos, like, I think there's one specifically where he's wearing, like, a blind mask, and it's, like, kind of flowery. And there's another one where it's, like, this huge pope-looking headdress. Okay. Like, yeah, I remember that Yeah. One. So there's Hysteria Machine and then a shop called Miss G Designs. And they're just this tiny shop that makes all these baddest headdresses for metal bands. So like now seeing as they deal with those clientele, was it like stupid expensive? Oh, it's stupid expensive, not because of who she deals with, but because she hand makes everything oh, okay. and they are pretty elaborate. Is that so, where you got the sense. moon and sun headdress too? Uh, I got it from... I can't pronounce it. It's from Germany, though. Oh, okay. Malfeasance? <laughs> Malfeasance. <laughs> Malfeasance. <laughs> but, but same thing. Like, she hand makes all, like, all of that stuff. That thing um, was crazy elaborate. Yes. Yes. And so it was, it was expensive. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So do you, you reuse them or are you just like yes. one go? Okay. Uh, as so, long as you reuse yeah, them. Yeah. I try to u- reuse them like in photo shoots for like band photos. Uh, I try to reuse them on stage. Nice. So. Hell yeah. Um, but sometimes. Sometimes I don't because they're too they're so heavy. I <laughs> uh, love it. Um, cool. I just wondered, you know, also yeah. we were talking about the Madonna in this moment bullshit connection. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, see if there was more to that. Absolutely. May, you may or may not have told me on break that there was a connection which triggered the question, but yeah. whatever. So like like I said, look up the shops and you'll see that like you will recognize headdresses from people you didn't even know. Or them. I think there is also a company I uh, that I really love. It is MM Customs. Mm-hmm. She made horns for like Nicki Minaj or some shit. Like I mean, like I so it's that. like it's like everywhere. But hell yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna do another song from you guys, and then we're gonna do our ending segment. What is the last song we're gonna be listening to here today before the end credits? Uh, Tomb of Sleep. Tomb of sleep originally fire now that we know that yeah we're cool people here uh check out tomb of sleep here by arsenic addiction 2019 again
that, once again, was Tomb of Sleep from Arsenic Addiction 2019 on XIX, which, if you listen to our review of XIX, you will get a full, thorough explanation of what that album name is not about. (laughs) Um, So, tell us, what is that song about lyrically? What was... Once again, trials and tribulations, if there was any. Well, like I said, I am a vastly mentally ill person. So, <laughs> Tomb of I can tell. Ah, oh no, <laughs> Tomb of Sleep You're is in short about uh, suicide ideation. So it's about my personal struggle with that, and um, it's what, about it's about the long sleep. What is this? Is a dumb term for somebody who should know words? Ideation. So basically, it's like when you obsess about. Like you're suicidal, but you like obsess about it, like um, almost like in a OCD sort of way. Like okay, where you, um, like most people think OCD is like you know organizing. Yeah, yeah, and that's not true. It's no. you just get certain like obsessions, and that so a lot of times compulsively yes disorder about yeah, Got it. and a lot of times suicide can be one of those <laughs> things. Um, so uh, I've. I've been suicidal since I was 14 years old and it just is something that always has kind of haunted me. And so I, I wrote a song about, about it to try and um, alleviate some of that. Sometimes putting our darkest things out into the world make us feel better. <laughs> oh, for sure. I feel that. And yeah. it like, it's a heavy subject and I'm amazed that you're so nonchalant, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've had a lot of therapy, it. so I'm really good about nonchalantly good. dropping, you know, some trauma. Good for you, because like <laughs> I mean, I've tried in the past and it yeah. went over horribly. Oh no, oh, no. Uh, you know, shit happens. But man, you were able to channel that in a positive form in a song that kicks ass. Frankly, well, thank you. Um, I, how do you take something so traumatic and heavy to you and put it into just expression in that way? Because obviously, like we talked about, this song was originally Fire, mm-hmm. Element Song Fire, um, and turned into Tomb of Sleep. You just felt it lyrically in that way? or uh, Yeah. Like, I, I know it's going to sound like really, um, I don't know the word for it, is like, I guess like mystical or whatever oh. to say. I write a lot through my emotions, like... And so sometimes when we go to write a song, like, like I said, we kept trying to write fire and it kept becoming something else because I wasn't feeling it as fire. Yeah. And so when we wrote Tomb of Sleep as fire, I was like, that's not what it is. And the further we got into the song and the more I was like, no, this is, this is that heavy feeling in the bottom of your heart when you're sitting alone in your room and you're just like, what the fuck is the point? Like of any of this, like, or like for me, like going to, so going to sleep sometimes was like should be most people's only solace, right? Like you get the break in the day, you get to dream about beautiful things, like whatever. But I have struggled with PTSD. So like. And sleep paralysis. Yes. And forget. sleep paralysis. So a lot of my dreams are nightmares. And so that was no longer a source of relief or break for me. And so um, it was being, you know, trapped in a tomb of sleep, like. That's a cool name now that yeah. I know what that's about. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. So How dare you make me think? <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm seven feet deep, bro. Seven feet. <laughs> seven feet deep, three feet tall, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I just, when I heard Tomb of Sleep, that that's what it connected with. And so I wrote the lyrics and it became our first um, single. Because surprisingly enough, uh, Nate found this awesome 
old school photo just in like black and white and we're not even sure where yeah we were going through like old family stuff that was in the shed like a bunch of old photos a lot of them had stuff written on the back of them like what they were who they were when they were taken this one had nothing on the back it just looks like a creepy little train tunnel or something like that it's not even a good picture because it's yeah what is that i'm looking at it right now and that's a lot yeah it's focused on like the tree branches and like you know this was a really old photo so they couldn't see that before they took the photo yeah and uh i I guess and um so yeah i just it i thought it was really cool i was like hey what about this for like a single cover and everyone liked it so we went with it it's a great single cover like it i don't know if this one got picked up by that uh black metal channel on youtube but this one just on artwork alone looks like something you know a bot might do you know like right it's, it's <laughs> dark and creepy and you know, right that kind of shit and the fact that he just like came across it and it was just like so ominous and so perfect for what the song is about that um uh, because my connection obviously because it is a train tunnel you know a lot of people throw yeah. themselves in front of trains and i was like oh yeah this is perfect for that so and it just it was it was I, I guess what, what serendipitous in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Re- recording it was awesome just because like the guy that we record with, uh, we record with Randy Beasterfield at Beast Studios or Beast Recordings. Mm-hmm. Solid plug, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Trying to get it in there. Love the, I love that guy. It was very natural. Yeah. <laughs> it just came in. But, um, but yeah. He, uh, <laughs> so like recording with him, he did all these great um, instrumental like, ear candies on that song and like there's horns and stuff in there and just it made it sound fucking huge and then like nate's drums are like one of my favorites that he's written is in that song and i'll literally just sit there and like watch him play because he does this like underhand thing crosses toms while he's playing it's Mm -hmm. awesome that's one of the most fun things i've written for this band for sure yeah that's a fun song just in general to play but recording song about suicide yeah it's really (laughs) kill yourself kids but have fun with it please don't do that please don't do that or play you know write 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 awesome songs that you love playing about them to make it a positive exactly yeah channel it it into a good catchy tune someone else can kill themselves too. and, and if it. your neighbors aren't into it then just go quietly do drugs or vandalize something right. and freak out in the dark yeah. hey <laughs> hi i'm des troy i'll do all those things <laughs> <laughs> See, but what's nice is when we perform it live and i get to i get to release that energy every each time i perform it and so that's what makes it cathartic is just being able to get up there and just you get that out of you. Yes. That's the thing with like secrets and people are like, don't tell anybody. But yeah. don't you feel so much better after you've told somebody? Oh, yeah. And those suicidal yeah. thoughts, those intentions, those ideas, those all are like a secret you just need to get out. Just if you tell somebody, you'll feel better. Yeah. Which sounds yeah. stupid because it's something your mom says to you when you're 12. But if you tell somebody, you feel so much better and you get to tell every crowd you've seen yeah. since. And That's I, beautiful. I, I want other people to know that uh, like I'm a huge advocate for mental health because I feel like it is still so stigmatized Oh, for sure. that I, I want people to know that like, yeah, I still struggle with these things and it's okay if you struggle with these things too, but you can get through it. Like, it's okay. Like we, we can do it together. Hell <laughs> like, yes. Positive message from such a creepy, dark and spooky band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Behind closed doors. We have tea parties in our, you know, tea. I... we are very polite, very family friendly, very loving band. <laughs> I love it. 
it's like there's such a huge um, idea that these spooky, creepy looking black only clothes wearing tattooed people are scary. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I've met so many people that look like me that are nicer than I've met, you know, straight lace Christian people. But there's something to be said about that. I think it's because we wear all of our emotions on the outside as far as like, you know, piercings, tattoos, scary clothing. Like it's almost like we wear our, our fear on our sleeves. Yeah. That we don't have to internalize it and then like completely hate ourselves. And be like Jesus isn't going to love me. It's, like, it's like, like armor. It's yeah. like yeah. armor. I always say that the, the pokey stabbies keep the mean people away. Yeah. Oh, I feel that, dude. Like I've so I wear battle jackets all the time, and my studs may be a little too big for most people. <laughs> but it's surprising. People are like, "Do people stay away from you because of that?" And I'm like, "No. More people go and touch them and ask how sharp they are and why I wear them than anything else." And I've got to explain that in a nice way. Mm-hmm. And most of us big scary people wearing spooky scary stabbies aren't that way we just wear it because that's how we feel on the inside right and that's and, fucking cool and that's the story of edward scissorhands hey <laughs> great movie just don't get him on a waterbed okay? <laughs> so good so real quick before i ask my last question of the day is i wanted to correct myself seeking tragedy we talked about earlier in the <laughs> podcast and i'm a dumb dumb my friend Nate Velasquez, he's the drummer of that band. Uh, when I was talking to you and I said the drummer was three feet tall, I mean the guitarist is three feet tall, sorry, I thought he was still playing guitar. He is a ridiculously talented guitarist, and if he's going to surrender anything to anyone, it's going to be a more talented guitarist. So I don't doubt that the Seeking Tragedy guitarist is amazing. I just wanted to correct that Nate, who I thought was the stupid talented one, was not that guitarist. But yeah. I know that if he's going to let anyone else play guitar, it's going to be someone amazingly talented. Yeah. No, they're just they're a talented stupid band. talented. <laughs> that band, I've heard their shit, and I'm like, fuck, why did you used to play with us? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so last question of your guys' fun little uh, Assault City, everyone's favorite podcast that they don't know about. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're tracking you. Stop. I just got my vaccine. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've got like 4K and 5G. 4K. Two letters, two numbers in my arm. What does it mean? Oh, Jack Skellington. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what is on the horizon for you guys? What can we expect from Arsenic Addiction? Or are you just going to go into a deep, dark tunnel, worship Satan, and write an album? You know, we... That too. That too. <laughs> we Hell have, yeah! We have crawled back into the forest to continue writing but um, Sasquatch yeah (laughs) cryptids what we want to do with the 2022 um, it feels so weird to say I still feel like that's not a real year all right isn't this 2020 still 2021 (gasps) 2020 the sequel (laughs) but um, what we want to do is actually get out to play more festivals and kind of get out of Utah and just kind of get in front of people that haven't seen or heard about us because i feel like we're an old enough band where if you don't know our music you've probably at least heard our name um and i feel like as much as we love the utah scene i feel like we've kind of reached our potential for utah everybody in utah knows the name arsenic addiction i mean it's not 
super presumptuous of me to say, but like if you are into heavy music in the state of Utah and you're over the age of 12, you know the name Arsenic Addiction. At least I have since yeah. then. Love us or hate us. Like you, you, you at least have heard of us. Um, and that's okay. I feel like we still make fans here and I, we love the ones we have, but I feel like we just kind of want to branch out a little more. And like I said, maybe play some festivals in Europe and play some around the United States. And we're going more for bigger shows, less of them, if that makes sense. Oh, I get that a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, cause playing all these little shows, a thousand of them in a year, yeah. is not going to help as much. And I, I've been right. there and we will play to, we will play to little, little venues, little shows, whatever. So, you know, if there's 10 people in, in a room and one person likes you, that's one more fan. I, you know? I think like more, more so big, like, not big audiences but big like they're just more important to us like yeah. more important shows than just any show right yeah. well it's because we want to because we you know we do have a daughter and we are getting older and whatever it is it's unrealistic for us to tour the way we used to yeah where you just go out for weeks at a time and then like you do play to five people and hope one of them likes you you yeah. know like and that's totally okay like i said i will still play small shows it's not that it's just the fact that like we do have to be more careful with the shows we play um, because of our situation. Uh, You've got I, limited time. Why yeah. not spend it the best way possible? Exactly. 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 And yeah. So, and when we do play salt, like we usually just try to play like three to four times a year. Good um, strategy. Mostly because we're spooky as fuck. So we try to stay with the equinox and solstice Ooh, vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, spooky. 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 But yeah, so we're doing that. Um, we're doing one more music video off the album um, that we're hoping to get done by the end of the year and hopefully release it um, on the winter solstice. Um, that's the hope. But we're going to do another music video for Tomb of Sleep. I don't know. That's really pretentious. I don't really uh, I, I know. identify with that. So. We, we are kind that's of okay. pretentious. <laughs> that's why I said it because I'm pretentious. But... Uh, but yeah, no, so we're working on another music video and um, we are working on a new album as well where we started writing and yeah, we were jamming some stuff today. It's coming along, really yeah. digging it. Ooh. Trying to work on the expanding our cult kid minds, you know, to getting on things like the TikTok and all of that. So, and no, you know, nobody's more excited for your feature with Des Troy than me. Right. So. <laughs> Good job. Solid landing on that feature. That's amazing. <laughs> so you got a new album in the works, mostly looking to do festivals soon. Um, anything else they can expect from me in the future? Vinyl eventually. Vinyl. Yeah, yes. we have vinyls Ooh. on the ocean as we speak on their way here. <laughs> Are they though? Right. Yeah, I seen the. We tracking. only had to. We only okay. had to pay for shipping twice. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? what? How did that work out? So we decided to go. I'll talk shit now because I don't have them anymore. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. As, as far as we know, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully the tracking's not lying. No, we went with a company. Um, based in the Netherlands, um, mostly because it was one of the few companies that we could get like a low amount of vinyls. Cause I didn't want to have like 500 to a thousand vinyls sitting in my basement for an album. We released <laughs> that is the problem with pressing those is they always want high quantities for a decent price. Yeah. yeah. So we went with one that was a little bit lower 
uh, for that and would actually do a double vinyl for the length that we would need and the quality we'd need for XIX. So we went for good quality, low amount that we could get. And just between the pandemic and everything, it just got so fucked up. So you got it pressed in the Netherlands. Thank you. Yeah, so we got it pressed in the Netherlands. And basically with like shortage of supplies and vinyls that just took forever to get. And then their shipping came back, which we paid for like a decent amount of shipping to get it here in the opening cost. Decent as in under a hundred or or over? Over. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. Over. And then they came back and they're like, yeah, they're done. We want basically that same amount again because shipping's super expensive. Holy So we paid like a thousand dollars just to get them here. And they're and then like they Whoa, 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 whoa. You say you paid a thousand dollars in shipping twice? No, no, no. Five hundred bucks twice. Just to get them here. And then like the worst part of it was was like their communication was terrible and just letting us know yeah like i'd be like hey where are our vinyls oh yeah we'll let you know in two to three weeks i'm like and then nothing where are our vinyls Mm -hmm. we'll let you know in a week or two where are our vinyls oh they're done you just need to pay the shipping and then they're like oh by the way you need you need to pay customs too and i'm like what that thousand dollars doesn't cover customs but you think yeah you think it would cover it in Uh, the original quote yeah Especially and with then, $50 at least of shipping. Yeah. I mean, $500 of shipping. Yeah, 50 then, is a little different. Then they sent me the terms of like working with them after we were at this point, And they're like, yeah, basically, uh, if you don't like anything that we do at any time, uh, we'll melt your shit down and reuse it because we recycle. That's why you came here. We recycle vinyl. What we recycle vinyl of people who piss us off, basically. Yeah. Dude. That was, was a big reason why I wanted to go with them was because they're one of the greenest like vinyl pressing plants in the world. But Good job. Now you're an asshole. Now <laughs> that apparently they're the greenest cuz they're rolling in our shipping money. So right. Yeah, so it was uh it's been an ordeal to get it here, but we're like super excited to get them. We've heard the test pressings, they sound amazing, but it's just been a bitch, man. It's yeah. been an ordeal. But we do have vinyls. Vinyl <laughs> Yeah, we have a few more shirt designs that we want to get made. Um so we'll have new merch coming out and New music and new videos and new content. We're all uh, we're all now. Give a shit about my band. We TikTok. try really hard. Yeah, <laughs> follow our band or we'll cry. Please, I will cry. I yeah. will. Right, Sam will cry and then kick yours. Yeah, I. Oh, I will cry more though, <laughs> and that's just as uncomfortable. As long as I can look at Nate while you do it, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's on the future. That's what uh, the future. That's what's on the horizon for you guys. Um, uh, looks like we're at the end of our show here. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Assault City Circle Pit, our Halloween special, part one. I have no idea what's on part two, so get ready. It's going to get heavy. I just settled all my lawsuits. Fuck you, Debbie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go around, everybody. If you want to give personal social media or just for the band, let them know where they can find you online, if you got a website or whatever. It's up to you. Start with you. Right there, Mr. Ripper. Oh, crap. And now I have to remember all my social medias. Um, well, I'm on Facebook under James Kessler and my music page, Ripper. Um, on Kessler Inst- with a K, yes? Yeah, Kessler with a K. And then um, on Instagram, I'm under Ripper Arsenic. And that's mostly where I'm at. And then on TikTok, I'm on Ripper Arsenic as well, where I do funny videos of me painting my drummer's house. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and mostly my wife's cat. And music. So. You paint your wife's pussy? <laughs> That's a lot, dude. That's I, personal. I'm going to watch. <laughs> you have to subscribe, subscribe to our only strings. 
You can watch him paint his wife's pussy and Nate jerk off for two hours because he edges <laughs> so hard. While Sam's crying in the corner. <laughs> and beating up Dez. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I'd subscribe. So would I. <laughs> um, so you can find Arsenic Addiction on Facebook under Dose of Arsenic, Dose of Arsenic YouTube, Arsenic Addiction TikTok, and um, we are also Dose of Arsenic on Twitter. What even is our website anymore? We don't have one yet, oh, but okay. it will be. We're working on a website. It will be. Um, soon it will be arsenicaddiction.com and for the first time in a long time for the time. first time in a long time <laughs> and for my personal it's just Lady X Arsenic uh, pretty much across the board on all socials so. hell yeah Sam? Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok just Sam Anderton on Facebook uh, Sam Damderton on TikTok and Instagram Damderton <laughs> Um, our guitarist uh, is also on Instagram under Insta Nugs, which is not, not about, about weed. weed. Insta Nugs, I <laughs> love chicken about, nuggets. It's there about nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Those are the only two kinds of nugs that matter. <laughs> you know, nugs matter when you're smoking them, and the nugs matter after you're done and you want to eat them. <laughs> nugs are life. Hashtag nugs are life. Nugs are life. That's the new arsenic addiction. Nug life. Hashtag. Nug life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it's not that. It should be nug life. Nug life. I didn't choose the nug life. <laughs> Chose me. Uh, well, I have a Facebook. I'm never, ever on it. I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do... Both Instagram and like as of last week TikTok, I have no videos, so enjoy. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, on both of those, I'm just Nate is drum, which is one of my favorite ever names I've ever seen. Nate is drum. <laughs> Thank you, because it just makes it sound like you're trying to call yourself dumb, but everyone knows you slap them skins, <laughs> and more than just the skins that are on. Sam. <laughs> Posterior area is what I mean because he's not abusive, right? How did how did you put it before? Slap it where? Slap it where it's good. Slap, Slap it where it's good. <laughs> Slap it where it's good, everybody. <laughs> All right. So now you know where to find everyone from Arsenic Addiction. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Assault City Circle Pit. Uh, after their last song, we're going to be playing a little trailer for Fear of the Year, our new horror podcast that takes apart horror one year at a time from the very beginning of horror movies it's going to be on circle pit radio circlepitradio.com don't forget to check us out at assault city cp on instagram and follow me at desengage9 thank you for listening everybody hail lemmy and don't forget that i'm gonna see you in the pit so don't you be slacking bye bye, bye. <laughs> oh
Hello, boys and ghouls. Can you hear that? It's the call of the macabre. The siren of the insane. The gathering of the gory. The scream of the extreme. The yell from hell. The shriek of the freak. It's Fear of the Year. Fear of the Year is the podcast where we, that's me, Colt, and Haley, go over the eerie evolution of the horror movie genre, one guts-covered, blood-splattered year at a time. Did you know the first horror film came out in 1896? Learn more about your favorite scary flicks and discover new ones as we hack, slash, and rip our way through the history of horror to discover what films were scaring audiences each and every year. Look for our first episode on circlepitradio.com and everywhere podcasts are found on October 28th. Children of the night, what podcasts they make. <laughs>